across the UK, online and on DAB. He has made a covenant with the night and with the darkness he is in agreement. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Good evening, dear listener. Late Night Alternative, Ian Lee. Um, why? Uh, this is quiet. What is going on? Yeah, I've got one one ear on and one ear off. I think so. Hang on a minute. Have I? What is going on? Hang on a uh, Hang on a minute. Are there any other headphones? Because I think these headphones are what we call in the business crap. No. There's no other loose ones. No, these they, are attached. There was one pair, wasn't there? They're floating. Hey, let's have those. Let's try those because uh, these ones, these ones have got the vibe of a pair of limited headphones, which is health and safety gone mad. Thanks, Samuel. Swap. Can you have the other one? Uh, he, he, I nearly saw them. Well, hang on. Let's just see where this. Hang on a second. Let's just see what this does for us because this might do uh, nothing. I think that's a little bit better. Yeah. There we go. Right. Get out of my studio, boy. I get your hand me downs. Yes, you do, and I've got the lurgy, so you're going to get the fleas. Yeah. Plug. Fane Nights, injection 999. 0344-499-1000. I've got to say, uh, Catherine, I listened to the show last night, and it was excellent. Oh. It was excellent. I've only got one complaint. Yeah. What the hell were you doing letting a lunatic on singing Limp Bizkit? Well, what I... What was that about? That was awful. It was awful. It went on for ages. I know. But it got to that point, and you know it well, where you think, this has gone on ages. I've got a choice here. Yep. I can cut it short. Yes. Or I can just let it rumble on uncomfortably, so we're all in the same place, oh. which is wanting it to stop. Who was that loser? Who was it? What was his name? Name and shame them. Uh, it was a bloke from Birmingham. But Birmingham is banned. Um, you, you got off lightly, my Birmingham friend. Does this sound okay to you? It sounds very boomy and echoey to me. But if it sounds okay to you, Sam, does it sound okay to you? Dear listener, 0344 499 1000. Um, you got off lightly, my Birmingham heavy metal friend, because if it had been me, you'd have been cut off. Yeah, Martin. Martin. Um, no, you... or you might, depending on what mood you're in, you might have asked him to sing another one. But also, he phoned up, I'm, I'm really looking forward to singing my first song on the radio. I think, what the hell is no, this? It wasn't what I expected. But I thought you were brilliant last night. I fell asleep in the last half hour, which is, you Thanks. will know. No, no, you will take that as the compliment it's intended to. If you can fall asleep to a late night radio show, that's kind of what it's all about for yeah. me. That's what it's all about. Some people say, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll fall asleep during the show. Brilliant. That's what you're meant to do. You know, have it that on. That means you haven't switched it off. Yeah, if you got, you got it on and you doze off, perfect. That's, and you wake up and there's another presenter. I love that. Genuinely love that. thought you were great. Thanks. No, thank you. Did you enjoy it? I loved it. First one you've done on your own for years and years and years. Yeah. Was it all right? Yeah, I loved it. You loved it, yeah. Um, I was really grateful that people rang up and... Um, I don't know. It, it, I, I kind of let go of the idea of um, doing it the same as anyone else. So yeah, yeah, it was, yeah I enjoyed it. It's good. More of that, please. Um, I'm back. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Lots to talk about this evening. Midnight. We got they might be giants joining us, fresh from a gig. They're they're in Berlin. And they're going to speak to us just after they've just stepped out of the club in Berlin that they're playing. They're going to talk about their new single, the new album, and they've got a tour coming up, uh, which is it's kind of soon. I think it's in, like, October. And then they go away a bit, and then they come to London in March of next year, which is where we're going to see them at the Barbican. Um, but you can call in about absolutely anything you want. 0344 499 um, Pop songs that, um, that have similarities we can talk about. I'll tell you why. Because I, um, um, I heard a song, uh, right, I heard a song, and I thought, oh, that, 
reminds... Now, I think... Is this it? Um, I think this is it. Let's have a listen. Uh, hang on. Yeah. Recognise this? I, yeah. Now, this song... Reminds me of it's not this bit, it's obviously the uh, uh, Malcolm McLaren, not this bit, but it's the this bit. It's the real, it's Eminem, Slim Shady himself, Marshall Mathers. Do you want to know what song that reminded me of? What, what song does that remind you of? No. Does it, does it remind you of anything? No, I don't think so. Because I, I thought in sentiment, not necessarily in tune, right? Oh, it, well, if it's going to be... There we go. If it's in sentiment, it's going to be Return of the Mac Mark Morrison. No, 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 no. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Songs that have got the similar... I like this. It's on the radio and I went, oh, this is exactly the same. Exactly the same as this. Um, oh, there's an advert. Of course, there's an advert. Of course, there's an advert. It's the internet. I want it for free and I want it now. It's this. No. Hello. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Hello. All right. Hello. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Hello. Did you miss me? No, no, no. When I was away, did you hang my picture on your wall? Did you miss me every single day? I know you didn't miss me at all. It's exactly the same sentiment as Eminem. Guess who's back? Back again. Hello. Can someone do a mashup, please, (coughs) of those two songs? Guess who's back by the real Marshall Mathers. The Slim Shady, the real Slim Shady. Eminem, as I like to call him. Um, and Gary Glitters, hello, hello. It's good to be back. I'm back again. Did you miss me when I was away? Just thought they were almost identical songs. I love the panic on your face then when I played a Gary Glitter song. Oh, no, it's not that. It's the same face I do when I hear Michael Jackson. It's just, well, you've got, to tread, you've got to tread carefully there, though. No, the, just because I can't no, I, I can't know. listen to no. either of them but without... Hang on, hang on. I've, got to say, I've just got to say, because the, the Jackson estate is very so litigious. So let me tell me what I was going to say. No, 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 but I'm just saying you, you, the implication you've made there... So let me explain myself. OK, then. But all I'm saying is... That you kind of have to be careful. Yeah, I know. Okay, go on then. Yeah, so well, you, but you can't leave such a big gap between what you said and what you're about to say. You well, can't well, imply so, that Jackson's a pedo. I'm not saying that. No, you, but you're implying it. No, it's not. It's just all the stuff wrapped up with the whole thing. Right. It just made me that so it's put me off. Right. Okay, but what stuff about Jackson? Well, all the rumours, all the allegations, but all the other stuff, all the weirdness. Yeah. But all I, the provable weirdness. Okay, the provable weirdness is fine, but you can't say he's a he's a paedophile. And I haven't said it. No, but you linked him with Gary Glitter. No, I, what I meant was both of those people are rap. The music is is gone for me. Okay, the Gary Glitter music isn't gone for me, mm-hmm. as you know. I listen. I was listening to the Gigi album the other day, which is a great album. When he went to America to record a soul album, and it's a great album. It's great because you're hearing a man who's actually not a very good singer 
trying to make, you know, working with some of the slickest musicians. I think he goes to Muscle Shoals. I might be wrong. Um, but I can still listen to it and listen to it quite... I've made peace with listening to it now. There was a really interesting thing. I was going to do it the other day. Um, um, uh, this is the lady from A Fine Romance, Judy Dench. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I know. Defending Kevin Spacey. Well, she wasn't really defending him. She was just saying, what are we going to do, wipe everyone from history who's ever done anything wrong? She well, said no, she was... he's a friend of hers. Yeah, exactly. She was defending him. I'm she not didn't saying... defend what he did. Oh, no, I didn't say that. Because mm-hmm. feisty already, ten minutes in. I didn't say she defended what he did. She defended him as a human being. She said, he is a friend of mine, and I wonder what he's up to now. And he was really helpful to me. That's a defence of him. I don't think that is a defence. Oh, I think that is completely no, a defence. No, I don't. Let's get, let's get it up. I think, well, what is that then? Because a defence, to, to me, a defence would be, he's a friend of mine, I don't believe he did it, it's not like no, him. No, that's no, a no, defence. No, no, that's a defence uh, uh, defense of the accusations. I'm talking about defending him as a person mm. and putting the accusations to one side. She's defending him as, um, as a man, as a human being. As an not actor. As, mm. as, yeah, not, uh, well, no, as a friend, not as a sexual Yeah, but she also said he's predator. a fine actor. Yeah, yeah well, a fine romance. No, no, I did, I, I, she may well have done that, but... Um, but she's defending it. She's not defending the crimes. Um, uh, here we go. Let's have, look, let's have a look at what she says. I like it when it's feisty between us early on. It's great. Do you like it? Not really. Oh. No. No? Oh, you shouldn't have libeled Michael Jackson. I didn't lie. No, him. I know. I'm teasing. There we go. Look. But, but that's the thing, right? Yeah. yeah. You make me sound bad. <laughs> All right, Dennis Wise. Yeah, you do. All right, Dennis Wise. <gasps> yeah. Wow, and you went there. Like Dennis, De- Dennis Wise had a go at me in the jungle. Stop making me say stupid things. No, he that said, make don't, me make me, don't make me look thingy is what he said. Yeah, don't, make, stop, don't make me look thingy. That's exactly what he said. But he's saying, basically he was saying, stop, you, stop putting me into a corner where I say stupid but things. But you were actually just then putting words into my mouth that I hadn't said. No, no, no. I'm, no, you said, I made a joke, and then you said, you make me look bad. Oh, no, no, before. No, no I don't. You make yourself look oh, bad. Can someone ring up, please? Because I don't want him taking this out on me. This... Good, good evening, Julie. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Kath. Hi. Oh, it's Julie. We've not heard from you Hello. for ages because you're, you're busy. <laughs> you're busy bumming James Whale and Duncan Barks and oh, all, all of these all, all these other them. people. And you ain't coming back home. Well, maybe we don't <laughs> want you home anymore. I'm well, home. I've always been here. I've look, just been quiet. Go on. What you got? <laughs> um. Yeah. Two songs. That reminds me of each other, yeah. and that is. Can I just say? Like, by the, can I just say? Can I just say? The headline yeah. in the Guardian: Judy yeah. Judy Dench defends Kevin Spacey. That's the headline in the Guardian. I think that's a bit lazy. No, no, no. The Guardian's lazy, is it? I think it's a lazy headline. The Guardian's lazy. No, I well, didn't say that. Can you stop putting words into my mouth, please? <laughs> well, no, well, I'm that not... was literally putting... <laughs> well, I didn't literally because that would involve me blowing them into your mouth. <laughs> yeah. So, can you stop using literally? You, when you literally use literally, it literally makes me vomit. Go on, then. <laughs> uh, can you clarify what you said, then, because it wasn't clear to me? Well, I feel sorry for you if that wasn't clear to but you. It wasn't it clear. Was still clear to everybody it else. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Are you saying... Are we having a real... Is this a real argument? It's turning into one, no, yeah. No, not a real one. Come on, now. Are you saying The Guardian is lazy? I'm saying that's a lazy headline. Well, okay. It's a yes it would or... be a gross generalisation to say The Guardian was lazy. Okay. I think that's a lazy headline. Within The Guardian. So The Guardian has elements of laziness. I think that particular element, yes, is lazy. 
But so the Guardian has elements of laziness. No, that particular element. So is yes, lazy. no question. No, it's not. I'm pr- well, it is. Well, no, the question let's, I'm asking let's, is. Let's let's discuss things with nuance because it's not a no. binary concept. This one is, I'm afraid. No. This, I'm afraid. Sorry, this then we can't discuss it because you're not. Bright you know, so you're not prepared to discuss. <laughs> You're not prepared to discuss whether there are elements of laziness within The Guardian. I said that particular one. I said it was very clear. Uh, Julie, I, th- I think I was pretty clear on that one, wasn't I? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it when Mummy and Daddy fight. OK. Because no. right. Daddy gets embarrassed. Because no, Mummy starts drinking. So, <laughs> Julie, what would you like to say? Um, two songs that I think are similar. Yeah. Um, which is, and it's quite timely, because it's Chas and Dave's sideboard song. Yeah. And um, Blurred Lines. What is Blurred Lines? Blurred Lines, oh, God. The one that ripped off that Marvin Gaye song. Robin Thicke. Robin Thicke. If you you play just the intro of both of those, they are... Right, hang on. What am I playing? Sideboard song. Sideboard song. Sideboard song, yeah. Okay, and Blurred Lines. Yes, by Robin Thicke. Okay, okay, well, let's... I think Blurred Lines would have been brilliant on by Chaz and Dave. Okay, here we go. Here's Chaz and Dave. What was that? Chas and Dave doing a Beyonce song you had the other day. That was yeah. good, wasn't it? Single uh, Ladies, wasn't it? Yeah. Here we go. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Followed by... Oh. Everybody get up. Completely different. What are you talking about? They sound really similar, I no, think. Okay, let's have a listen again. Let's have a listen again. Maybe, okay, right. Catherine. Just wait a little bit longer, maybe. Catherine, tell me which one is which, okay? I agree with Sally. Here we go. <laughs> well, Sorry? You agree with Sally? I agree with everyone else apart from you tonight. You agree with Sally? Okay, well, when Sally calls in, you can tell her that. I'm talking to Julie right now. <laughs> Here we go. Everybody get up. Okay. No. And? <laughs> Good night, Julie. Bye, Sally. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. A little bit of a tense vibe in the studio. That's fine. That's going to mean it's going to be outrageously good radio. Don't get tense. Just relax. Oh, three, four. I have my um, uh, my eldest. Um, he wants to show affection because of the divorce and stuff. He's, he, he wants to show affection. And he's struggling to know how to show affection. And so today, and he knew I wasn't very, so can I give you a massage? Well, you're too right, you cowboy. And so he gave me a massage. And then he said, wouldn't it be funny if, some, if someone walked on your back? And I said, well, okay, fine. And so I lay on the floor. He said, really? He said, well, you walk on my back. Don't tread on the spine. You walk up and down. He said, Shall I, all my weight? I said, all your weight. I can take it. And he was in his step. Then both of them were just running up and down my back in his steps. And it felt great. How many times did you blow off? I didn't blow off at all. But then they kept doing it to each other. <laughs> and just, I've got a recording of it. But I, I think they might use their names. Um, and I'll never give their names up, but they, I've got a recording of them, which I'll play you, of them walking on each other's back. And it's just, they're just in hysterics. <gasps> they're finding it hilarious. Hilarious. Um, 03444991000 is the telephone number. Let's go to Dom. Good evening, Dom. Good evening. Hello, Dom. What can I do Hello. for you tonight? Hello. How you doing? Are you, well, we had a, a bit of a tete-a-tete on Twitter yesterday, didn't we? But, uh, Remind me who you are. Uh, <clears throat> I'm uh, I'm the vegan on Twitter. That uh, I think that there's more than one. The oh no, you're, you're the one that was a bit rude. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry for that. I'd like to offer my my apology initially, actually, because uh, in in hindsight, 
I think I was a bit accusatory and uh, and inflammatory. Oh, uh, that's, I, that's very kind of you, man. I, I accept the I accept the apology. I did I did find it. Um, I did find it. You know, yeah, I found it a bit aggressive when it didn't need to be because we're kind of on the same yeah. side. Okay, that's good to know. I mean, you, you, you're right. You, you are right. I was overly uh, aggressive, and I certainly didn't need to be. Well, uh, I apologise if I, I apologise if I was rude to you. I can't apologise for what anyone else sent to you because you, you're right. I've got a little bit of sway, but I certainly didn't tell anyone to send mean messages. And I know you got some mean I, messages, but that, you know that's down to those individuals, and that's certainly not the vibe that I try and create on Twitter. Of course, and I get that, and uh, and I, I, I luckily I'm I'm big enough and ugly enough to uh, to take all that with a pinch of salt. Okay, uh, but yeah, no, quite simply, rather than carry this malarkey on, on on Twitter, which is I need to I need to learn to take a breath before I type on Twitter. I Me think. too, man. I'm Me rather too. new to it, and it's uh, it's 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 a bit. So it can get a bit crazy out there. It's but, full of um, arseholes, yeah. Dom. I tell you, and I was calling you that last night, if I'm honest, in my head. Well, I was calling you that last night. So you're in good company. Well, there you go, man. Uh, um, well, I, listen, I, I appreciate your apology. That means a lot. Genuinely, it does. And um, uh, I appreciate you calling in because that couldn't have been an easy thing to do. Uh, and I'm sorry, you know, it got. But for those who don't know, I saved a deer. And I'm. And you know what? I'm going to admit it. I virtue signalled. That's the first time I can ever go, yeah, that was that was actually what people call virtue signalling. I posted that I'd done something good because I was showing off on Twitter. Normally I don't, but I, I did. Here's the thing, though. Everyone is showing off on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, but that was done deliberately because I, I knew I was going to enjoy the pats on the back. And then Dom kind of went, yeah, well, but. I bet you went and had a cup of tea with Milkin and if, what was it? Hashtag uh, uh, vegan or hypocrite and um, and we kind of had a little bit of banter about banter. Should <laughs> I have stoved the deer's head in? And um, uh, which I'm going to be honest, it was that was one of my thoughts when I saw a deer lying in the road. No, honestly, it was, and I will tell you why it was, Dom. Because when I drove past it, I was thinking, oh god, I wish I hadn't seen. There was a deer sat in the middle of the road, right in a country lane, right on the white lines. And I drove yeah. past it, I thought, oh man, I wish I hadn't seen that, because I've got to do something now. So I drove back, and I was quite prepared. If it was very, very, very seriously injured, and at death's door, you know, and splattered everywhere, I was going to... One of the options open to me would have been to run it over to put it out of its misery. Luckily... Absolutely. Luckily it wasn't. It was fine. Apart from, its, I think, at least three of its legs were broken. So I picked it up and put it in the car and took it to a, an animal uh, wildlife hospital. And, and, and as far as I know, it's well, it, I know it's still alive, and I'm going to follow up on Monday. Follow. But anyway, um, but I do, th- I, I do think. Well, you know this as well because you're an intelligent bloke. You know that, that that there can be compromises, and yeah, of course, in your world, you know, uh, uh, the veganism is the ideal. Um, and and I, I and I'm not one of those people that, that uses vegans as a cheap gag. I might have done in the past. People now going online trying to find gags I made about vegans ten years ago. Maybe I did. I don't know. But I'm not one of those. I, I have nothing but respect for people who are that committed to their beliefs that they will, you know, will will change their entire diet around it. Um, I was a vegetarian for 27 years. I know some vegans look down on vegetarians. That's cool as well. Everything's cool, man. Everything's cool. But I do think they're, you know. Can I? Yes. Can I put forward my my side? I mean, I. Do um, it. it. It wasn't aimed at you, Ian. Quite frankly, there's a, there's a well known comedian on Twitter that that just kind of kind of rankles me. And I wasn't having the greatest of days yesterday, but that's no excuse. But um, he's often posting uh, about you know animal rights, animal welfare. Gervais, you're talking about Ricky Gervais. What yeah. you did. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't want to drag no, anyone else into, into anything. But, um, you know, you, what you did yesterday for that deer is absolutely fantastic and to be commended. And in spite of what people might have insinuated yesterday, it's not the case that I don't think that. I think it's it's a wonderful thing. Um, all of Ricky's posts are all about, you know, saving dogs, saving cats, yeah. or whatever else. And that's fantastic, too. But then there's a plethora of, of, of people that are just saying, um, oh, brilliant. Yeah, I hate people that, that, that upset or, or torture animals or this, that and the other. And, of course, every single one of them is, um, well, not every single one of them, but Lord. the majority of them yeah. are actively promoting the yeah. torture of all these other sentient beings by yeah. buying meat and dairy. And they're not necessarily doing it deliberately. You know, They're not doing it with a view to upsetting and, and injuring these animals. They're just not quite aware of how beautiful and sentient some of them are. I mean, yeah. pigs are so much more intelligent than dogs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you know that, yeah. you, you, you might put your taste buds first and enjoy some bacon. But is there, but is uh, there not... It, education. But No, exactly. And I, I, I know exactly what you mean. And I've considered veganism. I've considered it. I don't think... I I, I certainly couldn't. I certainly wouldn't want to, and couldn't do it at this point in my life. But you know, every now and then I, I consider it. But is there not? Is it? How, how am I going to phrase this? Is it not better to at least fight for some animal rights, even if you are a meat eater? Isn't it better to do that than not fight for any? Animal yeah. rights. And listen, I, 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 work, I worked with Ricky years ago. I don't know him now, but and I know he, he, he tweets a lot about, uh, you know, protecting animals and stuff like that. Isn't it better that he uses his platform of however many million of Twitter followers he's got to do that, even if he then goes off and has a hot dog or, or a burger or something afterwards, rather than do nothing? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that is the case. And, and this is where I come from, is I never... Uh, think whenever I tweet Ricky or yourself, I never assume, and like I say, I'm, I'm, I'm still really, even though I'm not new to Twitter, I do not use it much, but I never assume I'm going to get a response from the celebrity that yeah. I'm treating, uh, tweeting. Well, what I think I'm going to hopefully get, and what has happened before now, is by reaching out there, perhaps not quite so aggressively as yesterday, yeah. a couple of people get into a healthy debate. And a, a couple of people, even if it's one or two, actually start to think and watch some of the stuff that's out there. There's so many good things on YouTube and Netflix to be watched, and it, it's worked before. Yep. Now I've, you know, I've got I've got at least four or five people that would actively put me forward as someone that that, that put them on the path towards veganism. And for me, well, that's to be able to piggyback on that platform that you guys offer. Uh, if it gets one person over, then then that's me doing something that I can feel good about as well. Are you allowed to piggyback as a vegan? I don't know if that is. I don't know if that's <laughs> part of the ethos. Well, listen, well, that's go. good, but it, but vegan because because when when I became a vegetarian in about 1987, 88 maybe, it was still weird. You were still a freak if you were a vegeta- vegetarian. You're still, you're still a freak if you you know you couldn't get yeah. anything then apart from uh, cauliflower cheese was what you get cauliflower flipping cheese. <laughs> And and being a vegan then, man alive, you were nuts. Impossible. It, impossible, impossible, and yeah. you were a freak. But 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 yeah. now, vegetarianism is 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 normal, and veganism is normal. And I would say in the last five years, veganism has come on in in terms of its social perception in leaps and bounds, hasn't it? Yes, and and, and the ease for which you can do. It. I mean, you being a vegetarian in the eighties would have been far more difficult than me being a vegetarian, a, a vegan now. Yeah. Uh, where I'm so lucky to have all this stuff made available. Um, I, the, the one difficulty, my son is highly allergic to nuts, so we Uh-oh. can't have any nuts in the house, which oh, is a vegan is, is, is painful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. flipping it. going to grow up with troubles. 
Yeah, but um, but no, it, it 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 is so much easier now, and with all the information, I mean, that's the thing. I absolutely, I was on the other side of this argument for years and years as a young adult. I would call out vegans as weird, hemp wearing. I don't wear hemp, but you know what I mean, tie dye, yeah, yeah. um, all that rubbish. And uh, and you look at about a boy for the, you know the film with Hugh Grant yeah. and, uh, and and what's his face, uh, and his mum is made to be an absolute freak, and in the end she gives over and lets him have some meat. Yeah, and I've always thought that way, and only through painfully educating myself. And again, this started because of my son, because he's dairy intolerant as well. Um, Only through educating myself about what these things could do to the body did I start to think, hang on, we are drinking the milk of another species that's meant for its young. And I wouldn't go up to another random woman in the street and drink her breast milk, but I'm happy to drink the milk of another species. It it doesn't make sense to me. But also what people Um, don't get as well is that it's painful for the cows to have those things clipped to the udders. And also they're given a drug so that they're constantly... They're constantly yeah. pumping out milk. You know, it's not it's not a That's normal it. situation for them no. to be pumping out milk every it's single not day. A byproduct, natural byproduct, and they have their young torn from them, and yeah, they mourn yeah. for their young just as a human would. So, yeah. yeah, but all of that has only come about following my learning about all of these things, and it's been painful. I tell you, in watching these things, watch it. If you watch Lucent on YouTube, yeah. it will show you how wonderful pigs are, but it's so painful to watch. But I've had to put myself through that, and that's why I feel so impassioned. Well, no, hey, listen, man, I'm so pleased you phoned Dom, um, and, and uh, we are metaphorically shaking hands now because you've explained yourself so much better, and I hope I have, than is possible Absolutely. on Twitter. It's impossible to explain something to Twitter. And I'll be honest, we, we, I, I, and I'm trying, to, I'm trying not to do this, but I do. I tend to come out all guns blazing when I feel that someone's <laughs> having a pop at me, whether they are or not. And you're, you, you, you've just admitted that your first tweet was a bit aggressive, and that's cool. But I yep. come, if I come out all guns blazing and, and, you know, and firing and stuff like that, so... Twitter is not Twitter is not the place for a nuanced um conversation or a discussion about opposing beliefs. I don't know if anyone else has picked up on that. I don't know if I'm the first person <laughs> to to <laughs> to become aware of that. Um but but it it it's not. And I, again, I apologize. I thought my tweets were funny if I'm honest, but they did have some effing and jeffing in it. Um, I, I apologise for any aggressiveness that came from me. Um and I genuinely man, I respect the decisions that you have made, I, I wish you the best of luck bringing up your boy with, with allergies and intolerances like that. I mean, that, that makes everything a whole lot more difficult. And, uh, and oh, I'm I've really... killed him twice. No. <laughs> what, 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 what happened? How do you oh, find out that someone's no, got, got an allergy? You, you, that he ate a nut and he swelled up? Yeah, we gave him some cashew nut butter and, and he blew up. And then uh, we were on holiday in the Sillies in the summer and I managed to give him a a milkshake, which I'd somehow convinced myself was free of dairy and therefore safe for him, and it had almonds in it, and he blew up, and we had to get him flown off the island. It was ridiculous. And what is it? Is it, is, does, he get, does he get an EpiPen? Did he get a, a, an injection or something? Yeah, Man. but the EpiPens didn't do anything. So he had two EpiPens on, on the island, and, and, and the reaction still got worse. So he had to get flown off, and that was completely and utterly my fault. I just, you know, sometimes I don't think. So my wife is just about forgiven me nearly uh, six months on. Uh, <laughs> it's petrifying. It's so easily done. Yeah, of course it is. Um, but hopefully Hopefully not again. But no, Ian, thank you for you, having me on here. And this is this is the platform for this kind of discussion. I tell you what, in the, the you know the, the few minutes I've been listening beforehand, and the podcasts I gave a listen before I decided to come on here. Oh, thank I'll you, man. I'll be listening again, and uh, and I'll be uh, I'll be calling in again because yeah, please do. You can call in about this. You can call about anything. And sometimes we get heavy, and more often than not, we get very silly. I enjoyed your wedding photos of you. With, I'm assuming it was your wedding photo. With you me, opening yeah. your shirt and you were Superman underneath. Did you see those? <laughs> yeah. I did. They were great pictures. 
I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, Dom, nice to talk Thank to you, brother. Thank you for calling in, man. And you. Take care. Tutty bye. There we go. What a nice guy. Twitter. Twitter. I was all set for a for a punch-up there. Yeah. Twitter, you can't do it on Twitter. I found it really helpful taking it off my phone as an app. Yeah. Right? So now I only kind of open it if I've got, if I've got my laptop open, which is sort of the end of the day when I get into work. And by then... Anything that might have fled up into an argument is so old anyway, it's barely worth responding. Yeah, yeah. But it's so easy, isn't it, when it pops in? Of course it does, and, you know, I come out kicking. So do I. And and his, his first tweet was a bit aggressive, you know, and it, it, and so I came out punching back, I slugged him back, and it was... And, and, and I can't control what people who follow... And there, I did see some quite abusive things sent... You know, but a conversation was had in a public forum. That's going to happen. I certainly don't encourage that, you know, amongst my followers on Twitter. Um, but um, that's blown my mind. Good for him. And also doing a bit of research. He listened to, to, to some podcasts yeah. to decide whether he was going to phone in or not. Because he's not daft. He's a smart, he's a smart bloke. Yeah. Thank you, Dom. Call in again, brother. Um, and we might disagree about something, but at least... If we do, we can do it in a better, less shouty, jiff yeah. way. Isn't it funny? You know, you can disagree with someone and not hate them. I like that. What a nice guy. Yeah, good. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Sorry, were you just being cold with me then? No. Felt cold. Wow. Unbelievable. Moonlit musings from mums, madams, and meat packers. Oh, never mind, I must have misheard. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. The station's brilliant. On Talk Radio. I don't know what just happened there. There's a big story, we've got loads of calls. Stay there, Alan, Simon, David, Lee and Nigel, right? There's a big story in all the papers. Apparently Dan Wooten was banging on about it. Oh, he was very indignant. It's a, it was one of those knee-jerk stories. I love a good knee-jerk story. Where first reaction is, this is outrageous. Ban this sick filth. This is, this is disgusting. I love those. Because we all have a knee-jerk. However intelligent and well-read we think we are, we all have a knee-jerk. And this one sparks the, it's the thin end of the wedge, and yeah. will no one think of the children? The trick is, have the knee-jerk reaction, the trick is to see what the second thought is. Yeah. And sometimes the knee-jerk reaction is the right one to have. Sometimes it is. Sometimes that initial anger is a good thing to have. More often than not, I'm finding the second thought that isn't a chemical reaction, that isn't, a, you know, a, a kind of, a, 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 well, a knee-jerk. The second one is the better one. So this is the story. It's in the mail. It's in loads of the papers. Um, don't inject it alone. University offers students online guide to taking heroin. A top university where a student died last year after taking ecstasy. That's really interesting, and I will come back to that in a minute has been slammed for giving detailed advice on how to take drugs safely. I'll come back to it now. Maybe, if this advice had been given two years ago, who knows Who knows what would have happened in that incident where someone died? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. But it's that thing. Has giving detailed advice on how to take drugs safely. The guide on the official University of Sheffield website tells students who take drugs with a needle not to inject alone and gives a step-by-step guide on how to take specific substances. Joanna Burns, 22, died in June last year after taking MDMA, a crystallised form of ecstasy, during a club night out at the university's student union. See, that should be... That incredibly sad and tragic fact should be... I don't want to say used, because I don't want to use a younger woman's death. Okay, but that, 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 that fact, I would suggest, um, should make up part of why this what the university is doing is the right thing. 
Instead, they're using it to say, well, someone died, so we shouldn't be talking about drugs at all here. Well, because the inference is that they're encouraging it. Yeah. It's not that at no, all. No, they're not. They're not. The, 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 yeah, you're right. The implication is that the university is now condoning it, How to guide yeah. to take drugs. The online guide gives instructions about crushing the MDMA, dabbing the end of your finger into the powder, and how long to wait before considering redosing. Further details are provided for taking ecstasy pills, along with advice about quantities and further doses. It also suggests splitting pills into smaller advice, smaller amounts, which is great advice. It's great advice. Drinking plenty of water, great advice. Not mixing different drugs and to avoid taking substances on consecutive days. Another page states, if you're injecting drugs, never inject alone and to take drugs with friends. It's great. When I took acid, we were told, it was suggested by someone who'd taken acid before, to have someone with you who's done it before, to help guide you through it. You don't want to do it on your own, Ian, because you might go nuts. You want someone there who can explain what you're going through. And that's the same for any Class A. You want someone there. If you're going to do it, and I'm not condoning it, but someone who's had that experience before, so when you go, oh, my God, I'm feeling this, they go, don't worry. It's perfectly normal. That just means this is happening. But if we just breathe through it, you're going to cut. That's what you want. That fills in the gap between the drugs education we had at school, which was a copper coming in with a cabinet full of drugs, seized drugs, <laughs> right? And telling us about the crazy stuff they'd had to stop people doing or people had already done because they were under the influence. You know, people who were running on two broken legs, people who were throwing themselves out of windows and stuff. People, by and large, who were taking it on their own. Yeah. The information is predominantly on the drug harm reduction page of the Students' Union website, section of the website. Students at the university have criticised the move. Final year Spanish student Sab Jones said, How can they write if you're injecting drugs? Never inject alone. I don't think he's Spanish student. Uh, I think he's studied Spanish. Okay. Uh, How can they write if you're injecting drugs? Never inject alone. It's like an oxymoron. Hello? That's the oxymoron calling. Um, I don't think that's what oxymoron means, by the way. No, it doesn't at all. That is basically saying it's dangerous, but do it with a friend. Yeah. They're not saying, by the way, drugs is safe. They're not saying that. No point. I've got the, we've got what we think is the whole thing here, which you'll read in a bit. I'll read it all out, actually. And they're not saying, hey, drugs are cool. You should do it with a mate because you'll have a laugh. They're saying, look, this is dangerous. You're going to do it. Do it with someone there to keep an eye on you. And in no way. I mean, the male saying there how to take drugs safely, that's not what they're saying. He's no. saying you will be safer yeah. if you take these precautions. The student c- continues, it's basically saying it's dangerous, but do it with a friend. It means not only putting yourself at risk, but someone close to you at risk. I'm ashamed that this policy is real and on their website. Drama student Bliss Hunter. Now, I'm sure Bliss Hunter doesn't take drugs, but God almighty, that's what we were all doing when we were trying to tra- take them. We were hunting Bliss. Added... I think it's a bizarre thing to tell students it's dangerous and it advocates taking drugs. It doesn't at all. The student union should be looking at protecting students and deferring them away from the drug scene, not encouraging them to take them. Uh, The university needs to offer support and advice to students who are tempted by drugs. But only if the advice is don't do it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they should be highlighting the negative effects. Uh, the information on the university website stresses that possession, use and supply of drugs is illegal and the uni- university has a zero tolerance policy towards drugs. And yet still they've been <laughs> told um, that they're encouraging it. Um, OK, right. The university has faced scrutiny over the death of Miss Burns, who didn't normally take drugs, but it was experimenting as part of a final fling to celebrate the end of her third year exams. She'd created two homemade MDMA bombs by splitting the seven-pound powder into two cigarette wrappers. Well, that is, I did that once with speed, and I really thought I was going to die. Really, it was the, the, one of the few times, it was very early on, I thought, shit, I'm dying. Where you wrap it in, in, uh, in a Rizla, and you swallow the whole thing, so it's supposed to it, it slowly release in your stomach. It doesn't. It was awful. 
awful. Awful. And that's why you need education to tell you, don't do this. Um, right, so here's some of the stuff on the website. I think this is great. I genuinely think this is great. Would I have listened to it as a student? I don't know. Here's the thing, here's the reality, right? There are people listening to this now who are chopping up lines of coke, who are getting their little pipes out, who are rolling up spliffs. People take drugs. People take drugs. It's not an instruction, it's a fact. And a lot of people take drugs for the very first time when they're at university. I smoked a little bit of weed before I went to college, and then I kind of stopped, and then when I went to college, it was open season. You know, I was seeing ecstasy, I was seeing speed, I was seeing LSD in front of me. I heard stories of people taking cocaine, although I never did at college suddenly there were drugs around and I was scared for a long time but I did it university is the place where where people will take drugs for the for the very very first time and I would prefer if those people were armed with knowledge about safer ways to do it so here's this is the advice for all drugs and I'm sorry for sniffing it's ironic I'm sniffing I've got a cold for all drugs start low go slow Whether drinking alcohol or taking other drugs, start with a small amount and wait for an hour or so to feel the effects and gauge the strength before taking more. Sounds great to me. You don't neck it all in one go. I should spell out, because there will be people listening and taking notes ready to report us to Ofcom for encouraging drug use. We are not doing that at all. No. We're looking at what this this university is being criticised for. Yeah. Don't condone this. Don't condone drug taking in the slightest. I just know people do it. If using MDA, MDMA crystal, the same rules of dosing apply. One way to reduce the risks of taking too much MDA is to follow the loops. Crush, dab, wait. Crush your MDMA into a fine powder. Dab the end of your finger into the powder. This should give you an average dose of 100 milligrams. Uh, wait one to two hours. Feel the effects and gauge the strength before considering... Which is, what, this is really sensible advice if you're going to do it. You've got a packet of MDMA. I don't even know what MDA com- MDMA comes in, but uh, you, you've got a packet of it. Don't neck it all in one go. Because presumably what's happening is people who aren't used to it are taking it, thinking nothing's happening, and then ending up overdosing. For ecstasy, start with a quarter. Break your tab into a quarter and regularly sip water. This is great advice. Given that many ecstasy pills are currently five to ten times stronger than they were a decade or so ago... Start with a quarter or half a pill and wait at least an hour to feel the effects. Chill out and drink water, but not too much. It was only when I was starting this kind of scene that people were were saying you should drink water. But you, but then people started drowning because they were drinking too much. Didn't some clubs stop um, the cold water taps? Yep, 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 yep. What was that? It's illegal to do that now. Why were they doing that? Uh, so that you'd go and buy water. Gosh, so but instead people just weren't yeah, drinking. Yeah, 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 it's crazy. Two of the most significant risks of dancing for prolonged, prolonged ve- periods, uh, I'm cutting some bits out for time, um, are heat stroke and dehydration. If you're dancing in a hot club, it's important you do not become dehydrated. Drink plenty of water, but not too much. Try to stick to about an, a pint an hour. Don't mix and match. Mixing drugs, also known as polydrug use, increases associated risks. The, uh, this includes uh, in prescription drugs such as antidepressants. For example, mixing cocaine with other stimulants such as amphetamines or ecstasy will put more strain on your heart. Safe sex and consent. Then it goes into a safe sex thing. Uh, if you can test, do test. This is the thing they do now. I've been doing it for a while. If you've got ecstasy in some clubs and some events, you can take it to somewhere and they'll do a little test. They'll take a little, little bit of it, do a test and go, yeah, that's a pure pill or that's cut with this or that's a piece of crap. They'll do that. Mm. God, imagine... Imagine the amount of... And I don't say this to show off in any way. Jason, stay there. I know you want to talk about this, right? 
The amount of pills I've taken when nothing's happened. The amount of pills I've taken where I've thrown up half an hour later. The amount of times I've, snuff, I've sniffed cocaine and it's, it's tasted of lemon because it's, it's um, Jif. It's, whatever that powder is, 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 is cleaning fluid, cleaning powder. The amount of times, and it's made me violently ill, right? I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying it because if there had been somewhere where I could go, can you test this? Mm. And you're not, you're, you're not being laughed at. You're not at fear of prosecution. You're not in danger where you can openly go, could you test this, please? And they go, that is crap, mate. You do not want to put that up your nose. I know people who have smoked something and then afterwards, you know, day after said, that was not what I thought it was going to be. It can't have been mm. because the effect was completely, you know, completely different to what they were expecting. Um, again, we've got to say this. So that when someone does complain to Ofcom, we can play this tape back. This is the third time, I think, of saying it. We're not encouraging you to take drugs. We're not condoning the use of, of taking drugs. God, how many conversations have we had about the, the, how difficult it and how much lives get ruined yeah. by it? Uh, all we're doing is we're reading out the advice from the University of Sheffield Student Union that has been roundly, and I'm going to say wrongly, criticised by most of the press. I can't think of any other bit of press that's gone, this is a great idea! This is wonderful. Will people take any notice of it? I'm trying to think back to my college days. Probably not. And before someone hits us, and it will happen at some point with how would you feel about your kid getting this advice, if my child, and I hope to God it never happens, if my child is ever contemplating injecting drugs, someone telling them not to do it on their own isn't the worst advice they're going to get. Here's my thinking. Then we'll have a break, then we'll go to Jason and we'll take some calls. Here's my thinking, right? At some point, my kids are probably going to take drugs. They probably are. It's very, very likely. Whether it's having a bit of weed, I mean, they're certainly going to drink. Um, whether it's having a bit of weed or whether it's more, I don't know. But I suspect that something, you know, they're certainly going to drink. And I suspect they'll probably have a puff at some point, at the very least. And one of the benefits of me being a drug addict is I will be able to spot pretty early on when they started that. My antenna is up. But also, when they are old enough, and we're some way off this, but when they're old enough, I'm going to sit down and, and tell them why I don't drink. I'm going to tell them what happened to me and my my um, abusive relationship with alcohol and drugs and how I'm allergic to them. And uh, how dark it can get. And how dark it can get. And also, it's sometimes it's fun. But I, I hope that I will. they will be able to. I will have such a good relationship when they are teenagers or young men that I'll be able to have an open conversation with the pluses and the minuses and where it took me and on how to, if they're going to do stuff, how they, the safest way they can do it. I don't want my babies to take drugs. Of course I don't. But I also live in the real world. Yeah. It kind of, you know, I never had that conversation with my parents, but my mum was always great. She would, she'd always say to me, I'd rather you tell me what's going on. Yeah. I might not like it, but then at least I'll know. Yeah. And we can talk about it. And I remember talking about sex with my mum to a certain degree. And and she was really honest about it. Really honest about it. And thank God she was. Because my other my other parent, my dad, mm. wanted to pretend it wasn't happening yeah, at yeah. all. And you can't have two parents like that. Yeah. Not, not come a cropper at some point. And also, going back to the time I took a speed bomb, which is this awful way of taking drugs. And I thought I was going to die. I was 21. It was college. My third year at college. I wish I'd had a, a parent I could have phoned up and said, oh, my God, what have I done? And when I was, was at my lowest ebb the last three or four years of my coke use, I wish I could have told my mum or dad and said, man, I'm, I am struggling. Well, because the, struggling. Other, the secrecy adds to the yeah. problem, doesn't it? I think this thing from the University of Sheffield Student Union is brilliant. 0344 499 1000. Jason, you'll be next. Then we've got Nigel Lee, Simon and Alan. This is Talk Radio. The radio show that knows truth 
is always stranger than fiction. Week Monday, I get shoes. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Because they're too real to be part of my imagination. On Talk Radio. 03444991000. Good evening, Jason. Hi there, how's it going? Yeah, it's alright. I've got a stinking cold and my nose is... My nose is sore, so I've been... I've had to put, um... Catherine's, um... Strawberry Vaseline. Or it's cherry. Maybe it's cherry Vaseline on, on my nose. It's spiced apple, actually. Well, but it's red. And so I've just blown my nose. It looks like I've got a nosebleed. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> but apart from that, Jason, I'm on top of the world looking down on creation. What can I do for you this Brilliant. evening? I'm sitting here doing my toenails, if that helps. Oh, what glamorous yeah. lives we lead. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so I, I just want, I, I want to congratulate you on the conversation you just had because that's exactly on point about the Sheffield University and it's what we call harm reduction. Um, yeah. So just to explain who I am, we're from an organisation called Leap UK. Oh, we've we, we just been tweeting you. That's the one. Someone, yep, tweeted, right. someone tweeted us together and I said, give us a call, man. Oh, this is you, go on. What because is... the advice comes from you, doesn't it? Um, so, yeah, well, not, not us specifically, but we certainly do back it. Right. Um, who, who, who is Leap? Jason, tell us what Leap UK is. So we're Law Enforcement Action Partnership. We're a load of uh, police officers, chief constables, MI5, undercover operatives, all who completely support a regulated and uh, different drug policy. Because what we're doing just doesn't work. It kills people. We're we're at the highest drug deaths ever, and we're actually leading in Europe. So up in Scotland, uh, nearly a 1,000 people are dying per year through our drug policy. And this in Europe. Imagine if that was road deaths. Yeah, we'd be yeah. about that. We'd be having a conversation. But because it's drug deaths, we're just brushing it under so the hang, So what, So just clarify, what is the drug policy? Everything's illegal and you can get arrested if you get caught with it. That's essentially the idea. Right. So the, the law is supposed to be a deterrent. So drugs are bad, therefore this law means that you're not going to take them because you're going to suffer the, the, a criminal justice uh, prosecution for okay. it. Well, that hasn't worked for the last 40-odd years, so, so I mean, that, maybe I mean, it's time to try work. something else. The government also recognises it doesn't work. A report came out a few years ago that that they did try to redact this line because it was just didn't fit their policy, and it was that the, the harshness of a country's drug laws doesn't impact on use. Yeah. So it complete, it's futile, and we know that, and the government recognises that. So all it does is pile on these extra layers of harm. So drugs are illegal, therefore they're cut with all sorts of things. As you just said, you know, you've got personal experience yeah. of, of things tasting like they shouldn't, like lemon and things like that. And and you, you've used a great example of the Loop, which is a drug testing service, which is just doing amazing work uh, along festivals all over the country. How do they and test they just... it? Because well, well, this, this wasn't around when I was... I didn't really go to, to clubs. I kind of took all my drugs at home. But how do they test it? So what happens is is that they can either be front of house or back of house. That's going to be dependent on the venues. And then you go along with your drugs, uh, and they'll take a small sample. Uh, they'll crush it up. They'll test it under the microscope and see what's in there. And, it, and there's some scary things that come back. So malaria tablets, concrete. They've had something that's been 100% concrete before. Yeah, that, that doesn't surprise um, me in the slightest. And then they get an analysis back. You wait about half an hour. Uh, they, you come back, you get the results in, and then they'll go, right, you've got this amount, MDMA is this purity, blah, blah, blah. And then they'll give you titration advice. So, you know, take a small amount, see how you get on, drink plenty of water. And under the loop's watch, no one has died. Wow. But the festivals where the loop hasn't been present, there have been deaths. So that in itself completely speaks for itself, surely. <sighs> That's nuts, isn't it? That's nuts. And, and here's the thing. Enough, go on. We are actually starting to get more traction with this now because 
we're getting these incremental reforms where the loop are allowed to be present, we are seeing that the more and more politicians are getting on board, where they're seeing that actually lives are being saved in real time. And we're also seeing politicians, children as well, having some positive effects with drug... You know, politicians got kids that take drugs as well. You know, well, here's the up. thing. Uh, here's the thing. And this will never happen. Because there have been rumours about politicians, and I'm mentioning no names, that have taken cocaine, for example, in the past. Uh, and there aren't politicians who would have been around, you know, students when ecstasy was out there. There must be, statistically, there must be some politicians who have done cocaine, who have done ecstasy, maybe even done a few other bits and pieces. But, of course, none of them can come out and say, all right, w- w- 20 years ago I, t- I took some ease, and, and you know, uh, because that is, that, they'll get booted out. No one's going to vote for them. Well, um, some people would vote for them, but they might lose their seats. So th- there's this weird kind of hypocrisy where people who have, some people who have taken drugs are voting against laws that make taking drugs safer. Exactly. And I think the reason why, and, and funny enough, on that point, they did actually test the bathrooms in the House of Commons yeah. and every, every single one of them came back with cocaine. <laughs> it's, it's, we know we know that it's in there, it's right. But yeah. what we're finding is it's the backlash of the Telegraph, the Daily Mail, those, those slightly more right-leaning papers. Because there hasn't actually been that much backlash to the Sheffield thing. It was only two students that voiced concerns, which yeah. then got calculated into this, this yeah. news story. But well, that's the how they get news stories these days. They get two, two tweets slagging something off. That's it's a Twitter news, storm. It's a Twitter storm. Exactly, yeah. And what we're finding, lucky enough, there's a lot of progressive media. And also, media that you wouldn't ordinarily think of as well. This is a complete plug, and I apologise for this. No, please do, mate. Go on. Last night we was uh, we we run a podcast under Scroobius Pips Network called Stop and Search, which is we about love drug policy. We love it, and I think you know Stu as well. Yes, also on our network. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Um, so I mean, again, complete plug. But if you ever do want to come on, open invitation, because this is what the conversations that help. Because yeah. we need to have these dialogue, these open conversations, to make sure that people know what they're taking. And last night we was with the British Medical Journal. The British Medical Journal, I think, in most people's minds, are pretty big. You know, it's, it's, a, it's the bastion of evidence. The BMJ are very forward and very, very much on point that we need to reform and regulate all drugs. So when you've got the most respected medical journal in the world coming forward and saying, look, we might want to do things differently, surely that's an indication that we are getting things wrong currently. Um, I, you know, here's the thing. Uh, do you remember we had Miranda Sawyer on, yeah. Catherine, talking about her book? Miranda Sawyer, the writer, came on. And what was great... Is it a pre-recording news? We're going to be late for the news. Screw those guys. What was so refreshing was in her book and in the conversation, she talked more openly about her recreational drug use yeah. in the 90, 80s, 90s, and early 2000s than, than I've ever dared to, and than I've ever heard in anything. She was so open about what she took and why she took it and how it made her feel. And it was so refreshing because we keep all this stuff secret. You know, that my drug hell, if, if a celebrity comes out and says, I, I took cocaine, they're lambasted in the papers for it, where we should be listening to them going, OK, what was it like? What did it do to you? Could you stop taking it on your own or did you have trouble? How did you stop? What, what We should be talking to these people because... Kids are going to take drugs. I mean, not just kids. People in their 40s, 50s and 60s are taking drugs. But, but people in their teens and their 20s are going to experiment with stuff. And I'm going to say it again. The secrecy and shame um, and the sort of perceived uh, 
uh, seediness of it doesn't help when it comes to someone needing to reach out and, and change things. You know, if they find that they're in trouble, they feel like they can't say anything because they've already told lies about it. Jason, That's listen, exactly at Leap UK, L-E-A-P UK is the Twitter. What is, what is the podcast? So it's Stop and Search on Scooby's Pips Distraction Pizza Network. I've just sent you a direct message on my email. I'd love to come on at some point. Oh, thank you so much. Because, honestly, those conversations so, so help. This is what we need. So thank you so much for just addressing it on your programme. It's been brilliant. Oh, mate, but bless you, brother. And, 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 you know, what you are doing is saving lives. There's a, no one should... People are going to take drugs. And, and, you know, there are ways to avoid a lot of the deaths from taking drugs. There's ways to do it. People shouldn't be dying. Thank you, Jason. We'll speak again soon, mate. Thank you so much. Cheers, Liz. Oh, go on. Nope. No, I, can't, I, can't, I can't you off. Sorry, Jason. I can't go ahead, Mom. There we go. That was a nice guy. Yeah. 03, we're late for the news. 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAV. Take a far out trip into the twilight zone of late night radio with Ian Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Let's try Billy. Good evening, Billy. Hello, Ian. You all right? I'm all right. I'm bunged. Well, I'm not bunged up. My, I've got a, my nose is like a tap. But apart from that, I'm groovy, man. What you got for us? Well, uh, I spoke to you on Twitter or, or Cap today about uh, me phoning in tonight about uh, a condition I've got called dyspraxia. Oh, yeah. Well, on Sunday, um, there'll be a new character on Doctor Who that will have, have the uh, syndrome. Oh. Um, it's, it's not, is it the, um, what, not Charlie Chase? What's his name? I don't know the Bradley name Walsh. of the Bradley Walsh. Charlie Chase. No, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely no. thought that was his name. Go on. Sorry, Billy. It is now. Um, <laughs> no, it'll be, I don't know the character's name or yeah. the actor's name. All I know, it's a, a young black actor yep. that will be joining the cast and, um, his character will have the condition, but not the actor. Now, dis- what, so dyspraxia is like dyslexia, except this. And this, I'm going to get. I'm going to simplify so you can correct me. But have I got this right? Whereas you, 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 you are dyslexia. You are perhaps not as in control of your reading in terms of words and letters and things. They can look all different. With dyspraxia, you're not quite as in control of your body that, that they might do things that perhaps you didn't want it to do. Is that right? Is that exactly. close? Exactly right. Yeah. Beautiful. So, um, you could have nailed it any better, Ian, to be honest. That's brilliant. Um, yes, man. Basically, <laughs> basically, if I was to pre-plan a walk through a door frame, um, I could work, I could try and map it out in my head a hundred times, but I'd probably still end up banging into the uh, frame of the door, um, marginally hitting it because my brain just doesn't want to coordinate the walk properly for me. Isn't that fascinating? Um, and do you yeah. do you see? Do you see the door frame as the door frame? You you see where you've got to get to, but your body doesn't quite follow the instructions that you're sending it. Yeah, yeah, it will become as you walk closer to the door frame, it will marginally become like like an obtuse uh, shape instead of like a wow. rectangular shape. And, and of course, the, go on. I've got to try and navigate through it, and yeah. it will just sort of the shape will sort of bend in front of me. It sort of becomes like. Um, as if I'm actually uh, knocked out on drugs, to be honest. It's like yeah. my brain sort of swells all over the place, and then... Well, uh, let, let, me, to... let me translate that into an obscure gaming reference that only one listener, Roger, will get. That sounds like oh. trying to dock on um, the base in Elite. Um, and oh. I bet you got... <laughs> I, sorry, it's a really niche reference. I bet you got teased at school for being clumsy and stupid. Exactly. Of course you yeah, did. I did. Yeah. It used to be called uh, clumsy child syndrome. Uh, syndrome. Oh, okay. Uh, 
years ago. Um, and obviously, sports. Although I managed to get like, get by. Yeah. Um, say if I was in goal in football, the ball would obviously come towards oh, me, God. but I'd, I'd I'd see it coming towards me. But obviously, the, my brain would would yeah. think otherwise and sort of. My hands and the ball coordination is just all over the place. Um, you were lucky you weren't at school in the 80s because there was a terrible advert. Do you remember yeah. this? I think it was for Skips Crisps. Clumsy, clumsy, Carlin. Clumsy, clumsy. Do you remember that? Mm. Oh, God, and you would have got t- tortured mercilessly. With when really? did you get diagnosed, Billy, as not being, in, in inverted commas, clumsy and actually having dyspraxia? Uh, I believe originally I was as a young uh, child, but then about a year ago, uh, next month, I was re-diagnosed and um, spent a whole day in London being uh, talked through the whole condition and what can be done for me. Um, and I was told that people like uh, Daniel Radcliffe and Florence from Florence and Machine also have to condition. Oh, oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So what can be done for you then? Uh, absolutely nothing. Oh, <laughs> when you said they spent all afternoon going through it, I thought, oh, okay, right, there's a list of solutions. Oh, there's nothing. No, right, okay, I'm I, sorry to hear I that. Spent, I spent like, well, we spent like £600 getting the diagnosis done, bet, um, yeah. only to be told, basically, download an app on your phone to to, to remind you what to do, but <laughs> sorry, wise, and, you know, take simple steps to walk through a door. Oh man, alive! There's, am I right? There's yeah. no, there's no real treatment for dyslexia, is there? There no, was, a, there was no. a thing about four, four years ago when someone came out and said, "I can cure dyslexia," and it was all to do with sitting on a chair and being spun around, and it was, um, and everyone went, "Whoa, shit!" There's a cure for dys- dyslexia, and then after a little bit of investigation. Turned out that was nonsense. No, but a friend of mine um, with dyslexia found it really useful to use different coloured sort of um, oh, films to, yeah. to get around. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't mean filters. films to watch. I mean filters. filters. Yeah, yeah. So there are ways of of, of helping. Yeah. yeah. Make it easier to get by. But there's nothing for um, for Billy. So what's the what's the what's the best injury you've ever had, then, Billy? You might, uh, you must have had a few bumps out of this. Yeah, so I was playing football once, and I thought I was gonna. I was running through on goal, and I thought I was miles clear of the goalpost, and banged right into the frame of the goalpost, injuring my knee. Um, yeah, I've got a big lump on my knee now from it. I've got oh, surgery, but no, you still got it. Yeah. Flipping heck, man. Yeah, this was ten years ago as well. I had, I caused it. So um, oh, life. Yeah. Well, I know, listen, good. Billy, it's we've good. had a tweet. We've had a tweet from Tom who says, I've got dyspraxia. Good to have a caller highlight the disability. So, well done. And listen, I know you tweeted us saying, can I come on and talk? You can come on, and I say this to you, Billy, and I say it to anyone. You, yeah. dear listener, you, Billy, you can come on any time and talk about anything you want to talk about. It's not a show where we have set topics, and so, some shows are a little bit more regulated than others, but honestly, you can call in. You don't have to ask us on Twitter. You can call in about anything, any time you want. Oh, thank you, Ian. It's an absolute thank pleasure, you, man. It's nice to talk to you. Thanks a lot, Billy. Thank you, Ian. Thanks, Cass. Cheers, no Tata. Oh, we getting nice callers. Uh-huh. Let's hope the next caller's an arsehole. <laughs> hey, Nigel. Hey, yeah. Oh, it's lovely, Nigel. Hello, Nigel. I've been waiting quite a long time. Well, it's been a busy night, mate. Yeah, I'm so tired. I feel so tired. I bet you do. What can we do for you tonight? Well, I, I don't know why. I keep feeling never so... I keep coming over tired in the evenings. You're grieving. I don't know. I wasn't so tired when Mum was here, I don't... But I'm doing more. I mean, I've yeah. had to do more. Yeah. The, the cooking and the washing up and, and getting the shopping. And, but, I, I mean, I've cycled 12 miles. Well, yeah, there you go. You know, cycling can make you a bit tired, can't it? 
Yes, mate. Of course it can. And also, and you're it... grieving your mum. That's gonna. That's exhausting. Mm. Grief is tiring. I went to the Citizens Advice Bureau. I've got to go back Monday. Yeah. To take take some of my bills. If good. I want to take, you know, the letters or bills. Good. And, and they'll have a look at them. That's a really good idea. Uh, Abi, what's happened to Abiba? Abiba, Abiba. Abiba, I don't know what's happened to her. Is it? It's I, not I, my I turn to watch her. On Facebook, I, I sent her a message to call in and talk to me on the radio, but she's not run, got back to me. Uh, well, maybe she's she's a very busy woman. Yeah. So well, she was. She felt sorry about my grieving yeah. and stuff. And you I definitely got... messaged the right Habiba, did you? Yes, of course, yes, because she's doing Facebook with me. She said that she was on the radio with okay, me. Okay, fine. Well, so, um, she, yeah. um, she's, she's perhaps, she's, she's very busy, and I, and I, and I don't know where um, she is, so I can't I help you. I'll try something different tonight, oh. as you say. Yes. Um, I've been talking to my girlfriend about my problems, yes. and I've got her number. She said she'll come on the show if you can get through to her. Well, I'm not going to call her, Nigel. She'd have to call us. Right, I, yeah, I can give you her number. She would have to call us, Nigel, I think. Well, she doesn't mind if you no. want to, if you want to uh, call her. No, I don't want to. Uh, she's welcome oh. to come on, but she would have to phone us up. So maybe yeah, you could so call I'll her now. I'll get back to her. But the thing is, I'll have to ring up again myself. That's absolutely that. fine. Well, you know we'll call you straight back. So you give her yeah, a call yeah, and sure. get her to phone and us you, up. Will you call her back as well? If she phones us up first, yeah. we will call yeah. her back. Yes, sir. Um, go, go and do that now, Nigel, and we'll speak right. to you later. Can I, t- can I tell you something else? I had a letter come, another bill come, yep. the, the rent... The rent bill, it looks like £2,000 or, two, I think, £2,000 okay. in rent. Take that to the Citizens Advice and Bureau. I can't possibly pay, pay no. that out of what I've got. Nigel, take that yeah. to the Citizens... Is it Monday yeah. you're going back? Well, there's a lady also coming to see me that's dealing with... Well, what, what, what I have... You see, it's in Mum's name. It's yeah. got to be changed in yeah. Mum's name. Well, you, uh, well, um, uh, well, is it Monday you're going to the Citizens Advice Bureau? Well, I, yeah, well, I can't go till next week. Obviously, Monday or Tuesday. Well, well then take, I can, yeah, take all yeah. of that with you to the Citizens Advice Bureau. Make sure that but they can't stop. It. They can't stop me um, having to pay it, no, can they? No one can. But... Well, I mean, that's what they're for, is it? To stop you... Who? The Citizens' to Advice? To help you... Get, they get, are there to give you advice and tell mm. you what, what you what you can do and how yeah. you can get help. Another, another thing tonight, I, I, I thought I'd do a drum cellar about half past seven and the, the neighbour came and banged on my window and shouted at me. Well... And um, I, I shouted back and no. I, I, it wasn't very nice. I said, I've just lost my mum and I was, I was just trying to entertain myself okay. doing a drum cellar. Well, half past seven to me doesn't seem too late, but no, you do have... No, but, but you do, the, the Nigel... Chil- the children make a noise up to 11 o'clock running okay, about but you over d- my well, head. Drum, drums are louder than children. No, no, you, no, you can hear the footsteps when okay. you're watching the telly. Well... Drums are louder than footsteps. Yeah, but this goes on all the evening. I only play for ten minutes. Okay, well, you, that's something you mm. need to talk to your, your neighbour about. But, I mean, it, it's not fair, is it, when I've just lost well, them and, they, and well, they've got no feelings? Well, I would be up. I would be annoyed if some... I think half seven's okay, but I'd be annoyed if someone next door to me was playing Here's the Here's the problem as well, yeah, Nigel. Not, Nigel, listen. Pa- Nigel, not, Nigel, 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 listen. Yeah. Here's the problem. You mm. know you're only going to play for ten minutes. They but don't. For all they not, know, you're going to oh. do it all night. No, no, they know I don't play very well. They don't know, Nigel. Well, then you need to have a conversation with them, Nigel. Mm. The thing is, they might complain to the council and I might get evicted because of that, mightn't I? Well, you know what you need to do then? What? Stop playing the drums. No, I'm not giving up my drumming. That's my livelihood. I I made a living out of it. All right, Nigel, listen, um, we're going to move on because I've got a lot of callers. But you don't, you you give us. I don't want to give up my music. Okay. You give us a call. You give us a call a bit later on if you're, if you're. I'll get back to my girlfriend and see if she'll come on the show with me. Nice one, Nigel. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Let's go to Naomi. Good evening, Naomi. Oh, good evening. Hello. Hello. 
How are you? I was just singing up about the gentleman. Oh, Naomi's got a sore throat. Naomi's got a sore throat. Sexy Naomi. Husky anyway, (laughs) but it's huskier today. I love getting a sore throat because it's the closest I'm ever going to get to being Mariella Frostrup. 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 (laughs) Say hang on. Frostrup. Say her last name. Frostrup. That's close enough. (laughs) Frostrup. Great name for a man. Frostrup. 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 What you got for us, Naomi? I was just replying to that guy who had dyspraxia. Oh, yeah. I also have the dyspraxia. I have, I got diagnosed at 36 years old. So, so you, got got di- di- you got diagnosed 25 years ago? Wow, no, stop when it. I was, no, when I was 30. He's, yeah, so he's been horrible now. So 25 just, years ago. Time got, to stick it. Got diagnosed. Just wow. remember that you're eight years older than me. <laughs> yeah, but you sound and look older than me. That's outrageous. <gasps> Ian. <laughs> I've seen you on Skype. We've Skyped each other. I've seen, I've seen you in, on your bed on Skype. Yes. The tattoos. Yeah, the tattooed lady. Yay! Snakey lady. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go on, you dirty mare. What do you want? Are you laughing or coughing? Do we need to bang you on the back? Are you laughing or coughing? Boyley's back. Get all's back. Boyley's back. You could talk, Phyllis. Mm, yeah. Yes. Yes, I oh, <laughs> Get I to also, the point, Naomi, for God's sakes, woman! I know, you guys are distracting me so mm, much. Catherine, stop distracting Naomi. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> yes, Naomi. I also have, I also have <laughs> dyslexia and dyscalculia as well. You have what? Dyslexia and dyscalculia. What's Dis- dyscalculia? Dis- hang on, what is dyscalculia? Dyscalculia. Yeah. Well, What's dyscalculia? It's like the dyslexia for what with numbers instead of the words. Shut up. Oh, I think I'm a bit No, like shut that. up, because I thought dyslexia covered numbers. Dyslexia covers mainly words, and dyscalculia covers numbers. I think your doctor's lying to you. I think your doctor's having a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Make his double. Yeah. Is, well, can, we, can we fob off with the, the tattooed husky lady? Oh, I, no, didn't, I didn't know there was a separate thing for numbers. OK, well, I've yeah. learnt something tonight. I didn't realise that. Yeah. So I sympathise with a guy when he used to walk into everything and still does. Because I do it all the time. So how does it... Do you drive? Um, I'm allowed to drive an automatic, not a manual. Oh, isn't that interesting? Yeah. So, so... Go on. I've tried having lessons in a manual, and it was just not working. I couldn't coordinate the clutch and the gears together at the same time. Yeah, yeah. But you're okay with with steering? Yeah. So you could... I have problems with spatial awareness, so opening doors, so opening the car door. Right. I can... Parking is true. Uh, you must be the one that's parking next to me in Tesco's all the time. <laughs> that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> so parking is tricky as well, I'd guess. Yeah. Um, wow. I'm allowed a blue badge for the spatialness. Hey, Shut Naomi, up. can a blue badge. Can you dance? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but go, if I go to Zumba and follow somebody doing the Zumba, I can't do that. <laughs> Here we go. Look, Tom, Tom, who tweeted in about dyspraxia, is tweeted in again. He says, my dyspraxia also affects my speech. I speak too fast and sometimes forget how to end sentences. Oh, Me too. Really? Me too, yeah. You've got, what is going on? The brain is amazing, Mm -hmm. isn't it? That, you know, something is is wired ever so slightly differently and it affects all of that stuff. That's incredible. Thank you for that, Tom. That's incredible. I have to stop and think about what I say before I say it, because it'll just come out all... I wish Kath would. Jumbled. Shut your face, you. <laughs> See? You should have thought about that before you I said... I did. Oh, all the time. 
yeah, it affects it affects everything. Everything. Oh, well, mm, all things. <laughs> does it? Does it? I'm, I'm going to ask a oh, question. God, of course, he is. There we go. I'm going to ask oh, a well, question. off now on the No, I, okay. You know where this is going. I know. Does it? <laughs> right. Does it affect? And this is genuine. Does it affect your sex? For example, if she's you, all out of sync. It, well, exactly. If you're, if, I, I'm, I'm going. I don't mean this to sound vulgar, but it's going to. If you're, <laughs> if you're guiding a gentleman. No, we'll get to the right holes. There we go. You see. Naomi took it further than I was expecting to. <laughs> Kathy's looking at me with a disgust. How dare you ask a woman a question? It's not even ask a woman. It's just how dare you ask someone you don't know <laughs> whether she gets her holes mixed up. Is basically where you were going. He's seen. He's, he's seen. Do you he's know what I mean? Parts of the skin. <laughs> Do you never? Not even by. Okay, right. Anyway. No, stop it. Naomi, you're, you're you're a terrible influence on this show. You must never call us again. This is the late night alternative, and your band, Catherine, <laughs> for the rest of the show. Talk, talk radio. No rules nocturnal nattering for nightbirds, nurses, and Nosferatu. <laughs> All right, cool. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. We haven't got time for that. We're late. We're supposed to find a guest 20 minutes ago. You balls up, boy, Lee. There's nothing to do you with it. Ball- you balls up. You went off on your own. You balls up. Nothing to do with me. It's fine. They phoned in and they said that we can phone them back in 45 minutes. Oh, I'm phoning them now. Oh, balls. Idiot. You're an idiot. Nothing to do with me. You balls this up. This is what happens when you go rogue. No, you balls this up, Catherine. Shh. Shush. Hello, is that John Flansborough from They Might Be Giants? Hi. Yeah, <laughs> Hello, this is Ian Lee from Talk Radio. I was just berating Hi, my, my producer, John. You had nothing to do with this, shut, John. Shut up. You messed this up. I You're the producer. Not. You were supposed to call him at 11. You didn't give me the number or tell me that. No, right. John... Catherine is. I would like to apologise hey. on behalf of my producer for. I'm, don't apologise for me. I'm, I'm a, sorry, John. I'm sorry for him. I'm sorry about no, him. It's really okay. <laughs> I'm really sorry that we. Oh, we've... it's fine. <laughs> I know. John Flansborough, right. they might if, be you know, Go on. It's always nice to hear somebody say Flansborough. It makes me feel so elegant. Go, go, go on. Um, then. So how do go, how do you Americans say it? Because I always get it wrong. Oh no, no, it's not wrong. I don't think there's a right or wrong. It's it's just how it, I mean. Well, Flansburg in and of itself is a very, very uh, obscure name. They're, yeah. they're by the U.S. by the United States census, there are less than 100 people in the United States named If I'm probably related to. Oh, John, we're lo- so. we're losing you. Can you start go and stand by a window or stand on top of a chair or something? Where is he? I am standing by a window. <laughs> We're late. We can't hear him. It's one of my favourite. Po- it's your po- fault. It's not my fault. This is actually John's fault. I don't want to, you know. Um, let's try again. John, are you there? It is my fault. There we go. We got it you. It is my fault. Can keep, you hear me? Keep your finger in okay. your ear. That's Good. what's doing it. Um, you're in Berlin okay. right now. Is this? Is that right? I am in Berlin. Yes. You just played a gig. How did it go, it's man? Beautiful. You know, we we haven't been in Germany for a long time. I guess. The truth is, like, the economic downturn hit them really hard, so we haven't been back. We played one show three years ago, but this was a big turnout in a really glorious theatre, and it was just a lot of fun. You know, we felt like big shots. Well, it's good, and you, I, I think you guys are, are kings. Honestly, I've loved you since, well, I guess, since Flood, when you were huge pop stars, but ever since then, I just think you guys are absolutely brilliant. And the fact that every... You, you remind me a lot of Spark, so I'm also a big fan of, and, and as much as... Every album you do. Oh, yeah. Do you do you guys dig Sparks? You know, I I re- when I was twelve old. They were on a, a American rock show called 
Oh God! It was. I think Wolfman Jack was the host of it for some interval. Of, Mid- oh, midnight special in concert. Okay, in concert. Midnight yeah. special, and there was another one, and there was and there was another one called in. There was Don Christian's rock concert, and there was another show called In Concert. Yeah. And Sparks was on those shows all the time. Wow. And it was back when when Ron Mayel was like sporting the full like Hitler mustache. Yeah, yeah. Some look. Huh? It was. It was. It was. It, yeah. It was like a real barrier to entry. It's like. How do you explain that to your parents? You know, no, mom, it's the other kind of Hitler mustache. <laughs> it's the good Hitler, <laughs> you know. It's, <laughs> it's the it's yeah, the Oliver it Hardy very... mustache. Yeah, yeah, it was. You know, but they had great songs and very interesting melodic songs. I love, I love Spark. But they're still going, and and every album they do is better than the last. You know, and I think it's the same with you guys. Every album you do, not be- necessarily better, but is different from the previous album. You guys really don't like to retread the kind of the same formula or material, do you? You just keep pushing forwards. Well, well, that's very, I mean, that's very generous of you. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, we're evolving, you know, we, we try to up the ante. It's, it's a, you know, it's, it's weird to be in a band this long, honestly. You know, it's, it's a strange, uh, it's a strange thing. Um, the new single, well, it's, the single's been out for a while. The Communists have the music. We've played it a couple of times. It's joyous. It is delightful. It's packed full of gags. Um, you know, but it, 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 it's... <laughs> it's been out for two weeks. It's been out for two weeks. We... What internet reality are we in that, that two weeks, oh, being two weeks old, it's is been out for quite some time? Oh, it's history. Then that song is history. We're never playing it again. I it's know. golden old days. Remember the good old days? Remember the good old days? This is going to take you back to early September. <laughs> well, that's that everything ages so quickly now. You're right. You know, they, things things no, are exciting for a morning, and then, then then you're on to the next thing. No, it's true. I mean, like we. I mean, I guess the truth is, like that's what we're doing. This thing called Dial Song, where we post a song every week, and it's very much sort of addressing the exact thing you're talking about, which is just uh, you know, years ago, probably five or seven or eight years ago we would put out an album and like the album would have come out like the week before and we'd be talking to somebody and they'd be like, what do you guys have, you know, planning next? And it's like, we just spent a year making this record and it came out last week. You know, can't we talk about that for a while? So it's like, you know, uh, the, the dial song thing is, is a great way to kind of keep it really active and alive. And if people want to see, you know, sort of connect with us in an immediate, like hyperactive electronic way, we have just the solution for you. The dial-a-song thing. This, you've been doing this for like 30 years, haven't you, where there's a phone number, and I'm, we're going to give it a call after this, and people, you know, before you were kind of huge and you, were, you had a cult following, you'd put a new song, like, on, on your answer phone whenever you felt like it, and people would phone in to listen to a new song. Well, believe it or not, that was back when the novelty of having a phone machine yeah. was, something to talk, was something to talk about. Only people... In New York City and London and Los Angeles had phone machines. So we were trying to sort of take that technology and turn it into something, you know, of our own. Um, who's, who's done your tour schedule? Because I'm looking at it now. And so you, you were over here, what, l- this week? Uh, last oh, it's week. interesting. It's interesting. It's interesting you ask that. We, we, we actually take a stranger and we blindfold them and we give them some charge. <laughs> Because I'm looking at it, it's ridiculous. So you played in the UK, in Leeds, and, and Cambridge, and Bristol. Congratulations if you went and saw yeah, that. Yeah. Then you're out on, on yeah, the continent yeah. in Munich, and Antwerp, and Amsterdam, and Berlin, and Hamburg, and Köln. And then you're coming back to the UK again. What, what, what's going on, man? 
Um, well, it, it doesn't it doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, uh, but and in fact, I think we actually went through Belgium, stopped in Belgium for a while, came into Germany, and then came back to Belgium. Yeah. So uh, uh, I don't know. It's like a spiritual journey. It's a, it's our Star of David tour. Well, you <laughs> Star of David. Well, listen. Let, let's get these dates. So uh, October the third, you're in London at the Barbican Centre. I've seen you at the Barbican Centre before, and if I remember correctly, that's a that, very posh gig, mate. The Queen might be there. She's got a pass. We, we, last time I was there it was a few years ago to see you guys, and we were all told no one is allowed to stand up, and no one is allowed to come to the front and dance. I remember you guys getting up and going. This is an effing rock and roll concert, guys. Stand up if you want. This is They Might Be Giants. It was like the MC5. It was yeah. incredible. But did it work, or did they, like, scold everybody to sit back down? <laughs> I think it worked. There, there was a mad rush to the front of the stage, and you could see the security cards going, oh, bloody hell, these bloody rock and roll Americans. This Jerry Lee Lewis we oh, got up on good. stage. Oh, it worked, man. Uh, so the Barbican uh, on uh, the... Well, go on. He, you know, yeah, you know, it's, it's a hard thing, like you know, because it's like you don't you don't want to make the people who run the venue hate you, but you also want to have a good show. And I mean, I guess we usually play for standing audiences. It's yeah. like it's a pretty up tempo show. But I think you know, maybe at this time at the Barbican, we'll try to figure out how to make it more like a you know musical experience and less of a just a blowout. What last time I saw you, you were doing the puppet shows. Puppet shows. You you had to didn't you have two sock puppets on stage with you? Oh oh yeah 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 right yes, yes right yeah no that's true they uh, we we had these uh, the uh, the avatars of they it was a yeah that for was... like one tour we had we had uh, these these little uh, hand sock puppets that we you know the truth is we had this gigantic video screen yeah so we could broadcast anything across this gigantic screen. So I think our minds immediately went to what is the smallest thing we could <laughs> present on this gigantic screen, yeah. and that and that was it. Uh, the show is called. So, so we got. Hang on, let's do the dates. We got London, and I'm going to tweet all this in a minute. We got London on, on the third. We got Manchester uh, Academy two on the fourth. Edinburgh, man, they're, they're yeah. working you hard. Edinburgh on the fifth, and then Dublin on the sixth. But that's oh, sold that's out, happened. suckers. Um, the show is called yep. An Evening With They Might Be Giants. That makes me think, John, that it's going to be the two of you sat on uh, armchairs, smoking pipes, and discussing the 80s. Is, is that close? Uh, we're just going to be discussing uh, all sorts of things, but uh, it, there's, no, uh, there's no sitting down involved. We do two sets. So we actually, instead of having an opening act, we basically open for ourselves. And that affords us the ability to do a lot of different kinds of material. And there's also different configurations. We're working with this incredible trumpet player named Kurt Ram, who's worked with Nile Rogers and Sheik, and wow. he's worked with he's played with he's played with Bruce Springsteen for years. The truth is he's this incredible like ringer, you know, he's just a virtuosic trumpet player and he gets a bunch of elbow room in the show to kind of uh, show you what it would have been like if you had actually practiced the instrument, you know, you were given in school. One of the greatest performances I've ever seen for you. It's in that um I can't remember what it's called. There's a documentary about you guys that came out about 10, 15 years ago. Is it Gigantic? Is that the name of it? Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And there's yep, a yep. great performance. I'll show you in a bit, Kath. A performance of you doing Birdhouse in Your Soul on one of those um, American late-night chat shows. And the in-house trumpeter 
does the solo, and it's just incredible. I don't know if you remember the performance, but it is just one of those arms oh, yeah. go up on the, the on your uh, the hairs go up on your arm. It's incredible. Well, that's Doc Severinsen from the Tonight Show. He's right. a very legendary sort of show business figure in the United States. He was very in the sixties and seventies. He was very notorious for be, being a marijuana smoker, and that was like wow. you know very very risque in the. Uh, in the in the go go sixties, the go go sixties. Hey man, listen, I'm hoping yeah. to, I'm hoping to come along to the Barbican Centre. I, I I I love you guys so much, and um, uh, it sounds like you're oh, come be our guest. Come be our guest. I'm I'm there, but what? Well, come up on stage and sing a song with you, John. Thank you. You're so kind. He said it. Of course. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then you can start you can start the pit. That's what we're gonna do. Um, hey, listen, man, I I love you so much. The the song that has been out, the Golden Oldie, the Communists have the music, the album. The, the album came out a while ago. I like fun. That came out like months I ago. I like fun. Yes, yes, it did. Um, and if you go yes, to um, they, I'm guessing it's theymightbegiants.com. You can see all of the dates. You can see all of the stuff and keep in touch with the two Johns. Um, bless you, brother. I, you keep on doing what you're doing. You, you, you and uh, the other John are two of the greats, and, and we love you over here, man. Well, I hope I hope I hope we can meet you at the show, and thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate it. You know, I mean, we're just off. I'm doing our own crazy thing on the fringes of the world, so you know it's it's really great to uh, just have somebody playing us on the radio, and and we really appreciate your support. Oh man, we appreciate the music. Thank you so much, John, and say hello to the other John, and we'll see you in a week or two. Thanks a lot, man. I love I love they might be giants. How can you not love they might be giants? Oh, that's a pity you didn't phone him on time. You are out of order. Stimulating nightly emissions guaranteed to open your eyes and your mind. Oh, my word. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. They're playing... I thought I got completely got this wrong. I thought they were playing in March. So blinded by your love for the Johns are you that you forgot what time you're supposed to ring him, what time you're supposed to go see him. Barbican. Uh, Um... Anyway, we're on the guest list for a show that's next Wednesday. You free? Uh, I can be. Should we, we, should we email the boss now? Yeah. Could you email the boss then? Can we both have the day off, please? God. Um, because also that day we're supposed to be meeting her, her, her. Oh, are we? Yeah. Supposed to be her, her, her. Mm. But they're being very quiet on the old her, her, her. I know. Do you know who it's supposed to be? I'm going to go and just tell Sam. It's exciting. Who we're supposed to be interviewing. The reason we're not saying it out loud is because there are, there are people who would uh, steal her, her, her from us. We don't want it to happen. Well, Sam was excited by that. Look, look at his little, look at his little face. This is the sort of person that gets you excited. But they're being, as I suspected, slippery at the start. Was yeah, come and meet him, come and interview him. He'd be up. He'd love that. And now I keep emailing them. Have we got? Have we got a time slot yet? Oh, we, we're we're moving things around now. My emails are getting passed to someone else, which makes me think that uh, that ain't happening. Um, are you emailing the boss to see if we can take the third off? Yes. Okay. Is we, it the third? The Wednesday the third. Okay. So that's next Wednesday. Sorry for the late notice. It's Ian's fault. I thought it was March 2018, 2019. It is not. They put the dates in the American way. Ah. They put the dates in the American way instead of the, the English way, the British way, the proper way. And so it got ballsed up. Let's go to Ben. Good evening, Ben. 
Oh, hello, mate. Yeah. <clears throat> oh. Um, I, t- I turned on a while back. Bloody, I've fallen asleep, mate. Okay. Um, Kath said something about shame. You were talking about drugs, harm yes. reduction, and stuff. Yes. And that, that, yeah, the shame and the secrecy, it, it does keep it going. Um, when I was using, I mean, I remember my sister. She ended up, she was a police officer for ten years, well, near enough ten years, and before that, she worked like volunteering at several places in between jobs. Yeah. And one of them was at a drug and alcohol clinic, but I didn't know this. And once she took me over to a place where I had to go to collect my script. And she was like, oh, what's all this about, you know? And I was trying to hide it and just say, you know, got to get these tablets. And I basically said, the morphine tablets, you know, but I was actually on Subutex at the time, yeah. which is buprenorphine. Okay. I went on to methadone after that. but yeah. um, And she just came out with it. She just said, oh, what, 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 what you know, like, what, what was it, the Subutex? Or, you know, the methadone, did you have problems? And I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is honesty, just admit it. And the thing is, most people don't actually know what a lot of the drugs are. I mean, I know your thing was coke, but when it comes to heroin, a lot of people don't exactly know what it is. It's like, and my mum, my mum, I mean, she's in hospital now, but she had terrible arthritis, and she was on coke, and then they put her on patches, these bruper, bruprinex or something, patches, right. and they're bruprenorphine, you know? Yeah. But, and it's the same stuff that I was picking up from the chemist. Yet, you know, my brother would have a go at me when I when he found out I was getting the subutex, sublingual tablets. And you know, but my mum was on the same stuff, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but there is a difference between using it recreationally. No, well, yeah, no. The subutex was, you know, as a because I was, you know, got addicted to the brand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. but as I'm saying, but I can understand why your brother would get angry at you using it. Well, I wasn't using a subutex like that, was right. I? I don't, I don't okay. know because I'm getting a little bit confused. It's like a, sh- it's like a shopping list in, um, well, in boots. Is, I was going to the chemist every day. Yes, like you have to do with methadone, right? But what I was picking up yes. was exactly the same as what my mum was putting on her arm in patches. Right. Do you see what I mean? Uh, I, what yes. I'm trying, and also I don't actually believe that a lot of people know what. Heroin is, you know, because a lot of people go to hospital injected with morphine, but then that word heroin, I mean, I didn't know what it was, you know, 20 years ago. But, you know, it's just, it's just morphine and acetic acid. Don't take drugs, Ben. Go and have a nice cup of herbal don't tea. Take drugs. No, you're right. Exactly. Don't. Have a nice cup of herbal tea instead. That's my you're advice. Right. That's but my advice sh- to everybody yeah, listening. You're right. But the calf said about the shame, and the shame comes from the fact that drug users, when it comes to the opiates like the heroin, I think we're demonised and called utter scum. Well, that's where that's where you're, that's where some of the shame comes for for some of the people. Yeah, um, and, and other people's shame comes people, from different places. A lot of the people that yes. would call myself scum years ago, yes, have probably been injected with morphine. But no, but there is a difference between there's a difference between. Yeah, you... but what I'm saying, I actually don't believe they know what heroin is. Okay, but I'm, what I'm saying is there a, is a difference between using it medicinally and using you're, it recreationally. You're right, and when it comes to the recreational use, it is just self medication yeah. when it gets to that level. Yeah. You know, oh, we agree on that. All right, nice one, Ben. You, 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 you're, you're well and good. How's today oh. been for you? You're right. 
Yeah, I'm good, mate. Nice yeah. one, nice one. Yeah, all right. yeah, it's all good, mate. Good yeah. to talk to you, Ben. As always, thank you very much. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Kick off your slippers. Don't go to bed. The party is just starting. You can sleep when you're dead. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's go to Natasha. Hello. Hello, Natasha. How are you? Hi, Ian. I'm okay, thank you. How are you? I'm got a sore nose, but yeah. I feel better than I did. He barely yet. mentions it. Please, you. Uh, hush, 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 I've got hush. I've got a sore finger though. A sore what? A uh, finger. Okay. It's uh, all stitched up because oh. um, I was uh, chopping something last Sunday and the mice slipped. Chopping your head. Oh. Chopping your head. And, yeah. hang, hang on a second. I've got. I'll order two Pride of Britain awards. Oh, get stuffed. She went to hospital. I had to take a night off work. Why don't you get stuffed? So you carry on, Natasha. Ignore her. Well, look, right, you know, the other night you said that um, there's a Neil Diamond track, um, Glory Road, which just made you laugh when you were a kid. Goodbye, bumming. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 Well, I have the same thing with a different song, and I, I just was wondering whether you could listen out and see if you can find yes. the line. It's it's called it's by Thin Lizzy. Yep. And it's called Dancing in the Moonlight. Dancing in the Moonlight, Thin Lizzy. Yeah. We've got to listen, see if we can and find the line. Have, my sister and I used to cry with laughter but, and nobody else got it. We right. just thought, Oh my god, how is, how is it rude? Is it, is it is it childishly rude? Yeah. We'll get it, because me and Kath. Here we go. Right, Kath, you you chipping in I don't know this song. I know it a little bit, but not particularly well. Here we go. I like the fat bass. Oh, hang on, this is this is the Peel Sessions version. We don't want that. We want the we want the. Here we go. Oh, it's the same. Here we go. Here we go. This one's for Natasha. It's then Lizzie dancing in the moonlight. I mean, that's a, che- that's a cheesy rhyme. Yeah, but it's fair enough. That's oh, fair enough, OK. Now we go steady to the pictures. I always get chocolate stains on my pants. Chocolate stains on my pants? Yeah. Because it sounds like he shit himself? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how he explains it. Yeah, Phil, what's, what's, what's that on the back of your, your, your pants? I... I'm from Ireland. I got chocolate stains on oh, my pants. I look chocolate stains You've on my pants. You got chocolate stains on your pants. Uh, that is actually cat poo. <laughs> it turns I've actually out. got cat poo on my trousers, Natasha. That, that's a different <laughs> did story. You? I did. Yeah, my oh, cat okay. had a runny bum and she sleeps on my trousers, and it's a long oh, story. Oh no! Um, uh, you didn't but, change her cat food, did you? No, she just well, she didn't have a runny bum. But I was stroking her on the bed the other day, and I noticed that behind yeah. the back of her tail, it was a little bit wet. So I was my first thought was blood. Because she's old, and so I was stroking it, and this this kind of liquid came off, and I smelt it. And I went, "Oh, you dirty cow!" And oh, it was it was no. it was cat poo. Oh, what a delightful yeah. story of rural life. Um, yeah. Well, thank you for that, Natasha. A wonderful image okay. of um, uh, Phil uh, Linnet, I believe it's pronounced, with poo on his pants. Yeah. Thanks, Natasha. It's how he would have wanted to be remembered. Did I tell you, dear listener? Some of you will know this. If you follow me on Twitter. I saved a deer the other night. Did you know this? I saved a deer driving home. Wednesday night, Thursday morning, got to drive through the countryside now, and I was going through a very, very dark country lane, not that far from, it was Chalfonts and Peter, you must know, 
Not that it's any of your business. No, and it's a dark, windy country lane. And I could see, sat in the middle of the... You often see, I see a lot of badgers, a lot of live badgers. I now believe in badgers. But I often see foxes crossing the road, occasionally cats, and quite often rabbits. And so I beep. I beep and flash so they jump out of the way. The, the, the beep tends to do it more than the flash. But I beep and flash because I don't when want to... When you said you beeped, I thought you meant so they'd wave back. Okay, well, you're an idiot. Um, and so I drive around this, and I came around this sort of bend, and I saw it sat in the middle of the road, sort of on its legs, sat down. It was a deer. Now, they're monk jack deers, so they're quite small, but this was a particularly small one, so it's quite young, right? This deer was just sat there with its head up. And I drove past it, and I thought, that was a deer. I think it was dead, because it didn't move. I beeped it and flashed it, it didn't move. It didn't even move its head. Uh-oh. And I thought, that's dead. That's dead. Drive on. Drive on. It's dead. And I got quite a bit away and I went, I don't think it was dead. What if it wasn't dead? What if it wasn't dead? And at that point, I had to turn around. I'm thinking, I've got, I hope it's dead because I've got no idea what to do. I don't know what to do. And I was sort of thinking, I hope it is dead because if it's almost dead, I've got to kill it. I've got to kill it. Like I stoved in that cat's hat head in Spain. Cat's hat. Cat's head in Spain. And I was, and I was thinking, right... It's almost dead. I've got to run it over, right? So, so I, I turned around, and I pulled. And this is this all happened because I stopped and had a drive through Mackie D's. If I hadn't had the Mackie D's, I wouldn't have seen that deer. So Why? T- well, because they have carrots with it. No, because that delayed me. Oh, okay. that delayed me like twenty minutes. But it might have been there all along. It might have been Catherine, or it might have just happened. Well, don't talk nonsense. Why don't you sit on that? Oh. So I drove back, and this is the thing, right? I pulled up next to it, pitch black dark, right? I pulled up next to it, so it's facing that way, and I'm now facing the same way it's facing. And I wind down the window, and I look at it, and it's not looking at me, it won't look at me. And I said, this is what I said, excuse me, (laughs) excuse me, are you alive? Nothing, nothing, I thought it was dead. So I got my phone, and I turned the torch on, and I drove forward a bit, and its eyes were open. You can die with your eyes open. I shine the torch in its eyes, and its eyes turn to look at me. Oh, it's alive. Oh, it was pretending. Jeez. It was pretending. It was trying to do that thing that things that can't run away do, which is, if I don't move, yeah. it'll go away. Yeah. Like, you're a T-Rex. And I thought, oh, man. Okay. All right. So I, so I drove on, and I turned around, and so I put the lights on full beam. And I, so I could see what was going on. And I think, I hope nothing comes around. Because it, it was on a bend. Yeah. If anything had come around, it would have hit me. It's like the beginning of Casualty. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mine's with when Rini died. R- Rini Roberts, Alf Roberts' uh, first wife died on Coronation Street. Anyway. So I'm was there. She's saving a deer. I went over. This is, the thing is, right, here's the thing. This was actually, a, genuinely, this isn't me doing a thing. This was a spiritual moment for me. And you're being a twat. I'm not, but you brought Rini Roberts into it. Because it's what it reminded me of. I missed it. It's before my time. So I went over to the deer, and I'm doing that thing of... And I'm, and I'm thinking, please just get up and walk away. And it just looked at me. As if to say, this is embarrassing. You don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> and I got really close to it, and I started stroking it, and it lifted its head. Oh. And it looked all right. So I was stroking it, and I was just stroking it. I was talking to it, asking it what was wrong. I was asking, what's wrong with you? Come on now, man. Let's, let's get up and go couldn't, home. couldn't speak. Get up and go home. So I'm stroking it. And then I kind of... Step back a bit and I clapped at it like this, right, to try and get it to go up. And the saddest thing, man, it tried to stand up and it couldn't. Oh. It, and it's about 30 seconds, it was trying to stand up and every leg buckled. 
I think it broke at least three of its legs. Oh. It wasn't two, because it wasn't like it could stand up on the front. Or was it? Every leg was buckling, and it just couldn't. And it fell on its side, and it was on its side. I was like, right, okay. So then I approached it, and I picked it up, and it was just just nothing. There was no response. It was alive. It, was, it looked fine. There, wasn't, there, wasn't, there was only a tiny little bit of blood, so it wasn't like guts were hanging out. So, it was, so I picked it up, and I, picked, I was holding a deer. I've never held a deer before, and it was beautiful. It reminded me of my cat. So I picked this deer up, and I then put it on the side as an embankment. I was thinking, I've got, I've got no idea what to do. So I got in the car, because it was safer. And luckily, just as I got in the car, a massive lorry came round. And if that lorry had come round, it would have, would have knocked it out. It would have killed the deer. So the deer's on the side of the road. And I got, right, okay. Let's see if there are any vets near me. I don't want to go back to London. Let's see if there's any vets near me. And there was a vet near me. Uh, there's a vet not, not far from me. So I phoned it up. And it said, if it's an emergency, we're closed. But if it's a 24-hour emergency, call this number. So I called this number and a very sleepy woman got up and answered. And I said, I'm really sorry. I, I, I don't know if you can help. I've got a deer. Just found a deer. I've got absolutely no no clue as to what I'm supposed to do with it. It's alive. And I don't, do I, can I bring it to you? She said, well, no, we don't deal with wildlife. But if you um, get in touch with Tiggy Winkles, they're an animal hospital. They're 24 hours. And I said, oh, okay. Thank you very much. She gave me the number. So then I phoned them up. And Tiggy, it was an answer phone. I was thinking, geez. And the answer phone said, uh, we're closed. But if it's an emergency, you can just rock up and ring the doorbell and someone will come and do it. And I looked at it and it was 20 miles away. And I was like, fine, all right. Well, this is this is my evening sorted out. You know, I'm, I'm taking this deer to Tiggy Winkles. So I picked it up again, took the kid's seat out the back of the car, put it in the boot, picked it up. And she was just looking at me. She was so beautiful. And I put her in the back of the car. You sent me a picture and it's oh, all cute. big ears and eyes. Oh, it's so cute. And I put it in the back of the car and I, I didn't have a blanket or anything to put on it. So I put it in the car and I said, right, we're going to go for a little drive. And I drove it 20 miles to this place. And when I got there, she was asleep. And I thought, because I, I, I was talking to her on the whole journey. And I thought, I, and I was so worried I was going to get out and she'd be dead. That was kind of what I was expecting. And I got out and she was asleep. So I went to this Tiggy Winkles, and there's a phone, and you go on. Because that animal's never been in a no. car before. I was thinking, this is the you know fastest. You put a baby in the back yeah. of the car. I was beautiful. So I went to the thing. It was, it was, it was, it was about that big. You can lift it up that big. I don't know how big it was standing. Maybe that big. It wasn't. It wasn't big. Like Mum Jack si- is small anyway. Size of a Jack Russell. No, no, no. Bigger than that. Bigger than a Jack Russell. I would say Labradoodle. Yeah, Labradoodle, but with longer legs. Oh. So you get to Tiggy Winkles and it's closed. I'm thinking, oh man. Part of me's thinking, I've got to take this home with me and look after it until the morning. And I was up, I was up for that. But so I took it to Tiggy, Tiggy Winkles. There's a phone outside. You 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 pick up the phone and it rings. And after about 25 rings, boy, so uh, said, yeah, I've got deer in the car with me. I don't know what to do with it. Okay, we've done a few minutes. <laughs> and then these two young women who um, I guess they were like veterinary nurses. I don't think they were the vet, but they were veterinary. No, they may have been came down about five minutes later and I picked up the deer and it was it was fine and it started crying a little bit and I handed it in they put it in this um they've got this amazing thing to carry it it's like a trolley but with four holes in that you slip the legs in because they must be so used to getting animals with broken legs so you slip the legs in so all all the pressure is on its chest and its stomach then they put a mask on it so that it can't see anything to kind of calm it down and then they wheeled it off and then I had to fill in a little form just to say where I'd found it and that you know, wasn't I wasn't going to claim it back, and 
They said, fine. I said, well, can I give you, Can I? am I allowed to call up and see how it's doing? And they said, yeah, yeah, give us a call tomorrow. And that was it. And I went home. And uh, honestly, it was spiritual, man. It was, it was, it was a religious experience for me. Just being this close to one of the most beautiful creatures I've ever been that close to. And it totally trusting me because it had it had no other option. But it did. It could have put up a fight. It could have screamed when could I picked it up. You. Could have bitten me. Um, and when I gave it over to the the nurse, she said, "Be careful! It's going to kick you." I said, I don't know, "It's not. It's got no control of its legs." And B, we're kind of we're in tune with each other. And it was it was beautiful. And I I felt good because I'd done a good thing. I felt good that I'd gone out of my way because it was a bit out of my way. It was a trek. You stroked a deer. I stroked a deer. I had a deer in my car, and I told my boys I had a deer in my car, and they were over the moon. They were thrilled by it. It was beautiful, um, and I phoned up. And as of uh, as of yesterday, the deer is still alive, and I've got a phone back Monday to kind of find out how it's doing. But I think they're going to save its life, and then what they do is they treat it, and then they release it back into the wild. How amazing is that? Anyway, so that was um, my thing, Jerry Lee. Lewis, David, Marty. No, there's no Lewis there, but that would be cool. <laughs> uh, we'll come to you in a bit. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Get an earful of unusual nocturnal emissions with radio's Lord of Misrule, Ian Lee. No relation, thank God. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I've just ordered, while that news was on, I've just spent £125. On what? The seven-disc box set of the Beatles' White Album, coming out in November! Woohoo! Yeah! Sexy Sadie, where did you go? Looking through a glass onion. Ooh, I can jumped into his room. Only to find Gideon's Bible. Back in the USSR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know how lucky you are. Do you know this is coming out loud? I did not know that. Let's go to Lee. Good evening, Lee. Hello. Hello, Lee. Hello. Are you excited um, about the Beatles? Are you excited about the seven-disc edition of the Beatles White album yeah. that's coming out in November? It, it's obligatory being a scouser. There you go. You see, this is his heritage. They get free ones. <laughs> they should. They do indeed. Man of Paul McCartney rubbish. You guys are going to put with what you got for us, Lee? Well, I was beginning to think that you kind of picked the order of which calls were coming on when people were bringing in about calls that had happened whilst I was on hold, but that doesn't matter. No, and, and listen, I know, and Jerry and David and Martin, I know you guys have been on hold for ages. Um, it's just been really, really busy tonight. Really busy. I can't complain. I run, I host Britain's most successful late night phone in show. In Britain. Certainly busiest. It? No, it's the most successful. Well, most yeah, it's, it's a reasonable wait. It was songs that sounded similar. Yes, go on. Yeah, we go. Here we go. We got it. It was The Darkness, I Believe in a Thing Called Love. Just listen to the rhythm of my heart. And Prime Mover by Zodiac Mindwolf. Prime Mover? Yes. Hang on a minute. This is Prime Mover. Zodiac Mindwolf. I I, I've heard of them. I don't really know that much Zodiac Mindwolf. Okay, let's have a little listen to this. There we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
hang on a second. It's a long time since I've heard this, so, but I, I think I get the vibe. But, I mean, the darkness were kind of pastiche. Um, um, think of... I thought that was a good tune. That was a great tune. Half of that first album was amazing. Mm-hmm. And the other half was awful. Here we go. Adverts. Man alive. We've got to wait 15 seconds for this advert. What the hell is wrong with these people? I've got enough stuff. Hang on. Six, five, four, three, poo, bum. Here we go. Yep, it's exactly... But then, that sounds like um, they both sound... Here we go. Oh, no, I wasn't going to go for that. What were you going to go for? But the Darkness were a Queen rip-off band anyway. Yeah. They, 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 I take that back. They, they, I, they, I've, got, I've got another one. Go on. It's, well, I probably have a noise. It's Cold as Ice by Fodner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Sesame Street. <laughs> Hang on, cold as it's ice. exactly the same. Hang on a minute. That's, 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 that is a big claim to oh, make. I, I think I know what you mean. There's a jangly bit, isn't there? There we go. He's exactly the same. You're absolutely right, mate. <laughs> and also, but this is a really obscure one. Yeah. The loading music on Fortnite, which permanently here come from your son's bedroom. <laughs> and Oblivion from television. Hang on a minute. Right. A so the, what, let's see if we can get the Fortnite loading. Fortnite music. Is, I, don't, cause I've, I don't really play Fortnite. Oh, no, I did tell my girlfriend this, and when she listens to both of them, she's like, it's not like it. Is this it? No. No. I don't know, you Fortnite loading music. Um, uh, is this it? Come on. This is this. Right. <laughs> Hang on, here we go. This. No, that's not either. You're going to have to sing it, Lee. <laughs> no, I did. Here we go, here we go. This is it, this is it, this is it. We got it, I think. <laughs> Hang on, this is it. I went for this advert. Three, poo, bum, Honestly. go. This. That was the one you played first. No, this is the loaded music. This is the. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna come to Liverpool. Um, what's that? What's that Bangles song? Come to Liverpool and Going smash Lee in the face. Going down to Liverpool to do nothing. You know, what, I, I was. I've actually. I'm working on security. I've been on all that long. I've had a police call. I've been took all the details while you were in my pocket. <laughs> and I was come to, to lock something up. Like an hour and forty minutes to record. But obviously, you're really popular. I appreciate your time, Lee. I appreciate your time, man. Next time, I'm going to make sure I come to you within Excellent. within within ninety minutes. Thank Excellent you. Excellent work. So, my nephew. Right. We, we we spent the evening me and the boys watching my nephew play a video game. On, on our TV, but he does. He wasn't there on Mixer, right? And he's playing this game called Darwin, Darwin's Darwin something, right? It's not Fortnite, and it's not made by the same people as Fortnite. But here's the thing, right? It's free. It's multiplayer, but there's only ten people in the game. You run around and kill each other. 
You don't... You, you chop down trees and you get wood, and you also find leather chairs, and you, you chop those down and you get leather and you make stuff. You make weapons. So it's exactly the same as Fortnite, but it's not Fortnite. It's 14 days. It's 14, it's 14 days. Um, that is a fortnight. I know. I'm, I'm like, it's like a knockoff. You know? No, but it's two. It's that's two weeks. Yeah, I know. It doesn't matter. I don't get. You know, they don't have the word fortnight in America. Mm. They don't have it. Hey, you know, uh, the Spanish measure a fortnight in fifteen days. Why? I don't know. They just say fifteen days. Idiots! I'm glad we're leaving the EU. Good evening, Jerry. Hello. Hello, Jerry. <laughs> Hello. 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 Go on. <laughs> This, the Beatles' Ticket to Ride and Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Hang on. The Beatles' Ticket to Ride and Musical Youth? No, Scooby-Doo. No, Scooby-Doo. It don't sound the same. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, know, I don't need to listen to them. I know them both well enough. Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Having a poo. Inside shaggy slipper. She's got a ticket to ride. No, nothing like each other. No, I don't need to. I'm listening to them in the jukebox in my head. I know both. Listen, I love the Beatles and my kids love Scooby Flipping Doo. I've got both of those songs going through my head constantly on a loop. I'm going to see Jason Donovan next week. You're going to see who? Jason Donovan? Yeah. He's a beauty crew. Jason Donovan? Yes. Yeah. He's midlife crisis tool. He's doing I'm a karate tour. He's midlife crisis tool. Oh, we got that. I love Jason Donovan. Yeah, he's great. I think he's great. I'm going to ask him if he's doing an interview for you. Ask him. Get, get, get Jason Donovan on my show. I want him to be my friend. Because I think yeah, I'd get on with Jason. I've met him a couple of times. He's dad, Terrence. Yeah, I've met him a couple of times. He's a nice lad, Jason. He's, he's been through a lot. His autobiography is a cracking read. Have you ever read it? No. Oh, it's a great read. Johnny Depp saved his life. He, he collapsed. He collapsed of a drugs overdose outside the same club. Viper rooms. Yeah, where Phoenix um, Phoenix Knights died. Wow. And Johnny Depp's saved him. Johnny Depp's saved him. It's a great read. Everyone should go and read Jason Donovan's book. Mm, he's, he's in nice yeah, go and befriend him for me, Jerry. You, you, you do that. You're a great ambassador to have in terms of befriending Australian pop stars for me. Especially for you. All right, now he's singing. I'm cutting off. Go go I've just remembered what Scooby Doo's real name is. Um, go on. Scoobert. Scoobert Doo. Scoobert Doo. <laughs> Hello, Marty. Sorry for keeping you waiting so long. It's one of those nights. One of those nights. It's all good, dude. I'm just sitting here at work. See, so it's all good. I've got a really it's sore nose, and it's not for it's not for a naughty reason this time. It sounds it sounds like it as well, dude. It's actually coming through on the phone yes. much more, I think, than on than on the radio. Yes, man. It must, str- it must be a struggle, man. It's a struggle. It is a struggle, Marty. But do you know what? Doesn't mention I it. took one night away, and and Kath let some some weirdo come on and sing a Limp Bizkit song. And mm-hmm. I thought, whoa, 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 whoa! I'm coming. Whoa, I'm coming whoa. back. Did you hear Kath last I mean, night? I, I have to be honest. I was watching the... Uh, Super Bowl. Su- no, the Supreme Court nomination thing. And I was just Sorry? stuck to the TV. It's the Brett Kavanaugh nomination for the Supreme Court in America. Oh, well, hang on. The thing where, um, well, the thing where he, was, he was openly accused of the, of the sexual assault. 
That's right. Yeah, that's wow. what I was watching. Yeah, I tried. To, I tried to. Oh. I couldn't find a live. I did actually try and watch a bit of that. I couldn't find the live stream. I've seen clips. Oh, it, it didn't look. Um, it didn't look like a pleasant environment, no. did it? No. it didn't, you know, that's, no. that's Trump's America. Let's um, let's let's um, humiliate a woman who you know is making claims of sexual assault. Let's humiliate her. Let's do that. That's where we are now. That's where we're at. They they made a little bit of a step today um, in that they're going to at least do an FBI investigation now of this uh, of these allegations. So that's a good step. But they've he, he uh, Trump the idiot has limited it to uh, a one week investigation. So. Oh man! Well, here's the thing: Trump is doing everything he can to curtail women's rights. Uh, he's, he's trying to change the abortion laws so that women mm-hmm. can't make decisions about their own bodies. He's changing all of these kind of things because he hates women unless he's grabbing them by the pussy. Did you get that clip of Paul McCartney saying that? Oh, no, I didn't. Get that? Can you get that clip? There's a brilliant clip, Marty. There's a great interview with McCartney on um, a podcast called the Soda Jerker Podcast. It's done in Liverpool by these two, these two lads that do a podcast there. And it's a really mm-hmm. good interview. It's a nice kind of fan interview they suck up to him a little bit too much i would say the introduction's like 20 minutes too long but it's a good interview and mccartney talks about trump and he says you know and he sounds really old on it you know when uh when trump is saying you know grab him by the pussy and i want that as my ringtime i want paul mccartney saying grab him by the pussy <laughs> as my you're gonna go and do it i'm gonna go and do it now boily is boily is on the case Boiler, boiler, I asked her two weeks ago, now she's doing it, she... Yes, I did. It was two weeks ago, Maya. It was two weeks ago. Anyway, Marty, she's gone. Let's talk man-to-man. How's your willy doing? How are your balls? Yeah, they're not, they're not too bad. Have I you had your prostate checked? Have you had, a, you, have you had someone put a finger up your bum recently for medical or pleasure reasons? Never. Oh. Never had that done. Wow, you should I do have it. Had a, I have had a test, though, a few years ago, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, know. But I was all good. You know, also, just uh, one more quick thing. I didn't bring... I didn't want no, to go on. You take your time, man. You've been keeping for ages. You take your time. All right, cool. Yeah, just one other thing I find a bit... You know, if, if Trump has ordered this investigation into this nomination, um, and he's had three allegations against him, isn't it a bit ironic, considering that Trump himself has had, you know, 20-plus... Allegations yeah. against him. Well, they've got, no, the res- they've got no respect for women. They've got no respect no. for law, for the American public, or for women. They hate everybody, you know, and it's awful seeing this go on. And, and, and it's like, well, this is going to go on now. And, and I, I reckon he's going to get a second term. And this is it. We're stuck with that ass, that asshole. Um, who's, who yeah. now, you know, it's now acceptable to to think that, that grabbing women by the pussy is an okay thing to, to talk about and maybe even do, you know, and it's awful. And you can just see all of the hard work that we as a human race have, have done over the last 50 years, just slowly, slowly, where time is being turned backwards. It's incredible, isn't it? I, I completely agree with you. Completely agree. All I can say is that I'm happy... Even though I live in North America, no, I'm in Canada. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Canada's so, a great country, man. I love, I love Canada. Yeah, I love Canada. I mean, I've been here now, coming up um, ten years. I've been out of England maybe seventeen. I have no plans to go to go back. So, oh, okay. you know. Um, but I wanted to, actually the reason I was ringing him was because um, what you talked about earlier with um, Sheffield University. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's. 
personally, I think it's a great idea that they're bringing it out into the um, open. Yeah. I think like mental health, I think the more it's discussed in you know public forums and open spaces, the, the more people can be you know educated um, and understand, perhaps even appreciate the issue a bit more. Here in Vancouver, where I live, you know, I, I'm not sure how the news in England would react if something similar happened in England. But here in Vancouver, we actually have um, safe injection sites um, run by the government, and so. Um, drug users, you know, with addictions, they yeah. can um, go to these sites. Um, and like the the guy who was on earlier, which made me call cool, the guy, I think it was from Leap. Um, yeah. You know, it's a, it's a model of harm reduction. And so it offers a clean, sterile environment for people. There's nurses and doctors on hand, uh, clean needles. It's been open since 2003, and there's not been one, uh, not one death there. You know, they provide a, a detox facility on site as well, you know, material to help people get get off drugs and, and seek other avenues. Um, you know, Canada is quite, quite progressive, and, and we're definitely having um, – it's a big problem in North America. You probably would have seen that as well in, in New York, yeah. you know, and, and it, it is helping having, having things like this. And I think, you know, that the more it's talked about, and so fair play to you and fair play to Sheffield University. I think the more it's talked about, the, the better, you know? Of course it is, man. Of course it is. Because, hey, sweeping it under the carpet hasn't solved anything and, and people are dying. I know people that have died of drugs, man. Sweeping it under the carpet hasn't solved anything at all. Let's get it out there. People are going to use drugs. OK, that's not ideal. But what are the safest ways to use drugs to minimise the chances of someone dying. That why is that why is that controversial? That's not controversial. It's not saying, hey, we think taking drugs is cool and you should all take drugs and we talk No, 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 not at all. It's just saying, look, we know you're gonna take drugs. Probably not a great idea, but if you're gonna do it, if you're gonna inject a drug, try and do it with someone else in the room. That makes sense. Because if you yeah. nod off, if you start to die, the other person can phone 999 or can revive you. Or, you know, it, it's not ideal, but I don't want people... And some people go, well, listen, if you, if you die of a heroin overdose, that's your own fault. Well, OK, but I don't want anyone dying from, from, from drugs. You don't need to die from drugs. So let's try and save... Let's try and save some lives. That's it. That's it. You know, we have to try and save as, as many lives as possible... That's what's going on here. I just had a quick look at the statistics here. Yeah. Um, these, this might be shocking. I don't know to some people. Yeah. Uh, last year, the daily average um, number of injections uh, was 415. Um, six overdoses a day. There's never been a death. Uh, since 2003, there's been 6,440 overdoses. Um so, you know, it's still a big problem, but it's yep. definitely helping. And, and just going back to what you said, Ian, too, about uh, earlier on in the show and about having more information and, and about drugs. And, and God, I hope my nan is not listening to this Here right now. Go. She's probably Here we go. Yes, sir. <laughs> but, you know, like you, man, I really wish, you know, I, I overdid it on a lot of occasions. Yeah. And I really wish, I really wish I had the information or the people around me to steer me at least in the the Somewhat of the right direction. Well, here's the you thing. Know what I, mean? I don't know if I'd have listened. I don't know if I'd have listened. But I was not your average drug user. You know, I was a hungry hippo when it came to drugs. 
there might it, it, there might have been people who would listen to this. And what is good about this is they've not done it. Sheffield University Student Union haven't done it as a hey kids, why don't we have a little chat about drugs? Huh? You like you like getting high? You want to get high? Well, here's how to get high. They've not done it like that. They've not done it in a crazy. This is adults talking to kids. They've done it in a really factual. These are the facts. These are what you can do to make things a little bit safer. The advice is actually from an external body called the Loop, which is why I got confused earlier when we were talking to the yep. Leap, yep. right? Um, <clears throat> and and they, they sounds like they're doing a similar thing to the Leap in that you know they're just trying to demystify it. Hey, nice one, Marty. Thank you very much for that. 0344-499-1000. I'm just hoping I can get this to work. Um, is this going to work? Hang on a second. Grab pussy. There we go. It works perfectly. Thank you, Catherine. Whispering lunar incantations for cross-parents. Um, cross-dressers. Yeah. Did you know this about me? And cross-rail workers. Steel and polycarbonate. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've, I've got a very poor internet connection. On Talk Radio. Oh, three, four, four. Four nine nine one thousand, and as Paul McCartney would say, "Oh, did that not come out?" No. What happened there? What did I do there? Hang on. What have I done? I've done something there. Hang on. Edit. That should come out. Oh no! I've turned it what? what the heck? That was XTC. What the hell is going on here, man? Jeez, what the hell is? What the hell is this? What are you talking about, Paul? What should I do? Grab pussy. Okay, it's McCartney in the house. Right, could you get me? You can do it right now, please. Grab pussy. You can do it right now, please. (laughs) Do you want me to stitch them together? No, no, no. What I want, and what this is my project. If anyone's got great clips of Paul McCartney, I want to get a Paul McCartney bot. I want to make a Paul McCartney bot that I can play. Mecca, Mecca, Mecca. I don't want to say Mecca. No, as in the Muslims might get a bit oh, offended. God's sake. I don't want to offend anybody. Good evening, David. Hello. Hello, David. Uh, Ian. David. Ian, you sound different. I've got a cold. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hi, Ian. David. And hi, Kat. Kat Catherine has gone because I've sent her on an errand to get Paul okay. McCartney saying, "You can do it right now, please." Okay. Well, what I wanted to talk about. How long have I got? Um, until, you, until you get boring. A couple of minutes. Okay. <laughs> right, I was going to talk about something, but I'm going to talk about that in a second. What? The last caller you had on, yeah. the Canadian American guy, he really got me thinking. Uh oh, we don't That's want that. You don't. Okay. No, we d- I was, it's, it's a joke. Come on, man. I mean. Oh, okay. All right. No, I thought he was very good, but he really related to uh, to me. It ran through to your previous caller. Yes. They're talking about the shame of heroin. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, I work in Copenhagen a lot, and I don't know exactly what they've done, but they've done the kind of thing, I think, that he was talking about. Yeah. And what I notice in Copenhagen is they've got these, like, houses. I mean, I've been and got food there. They've yeah. got these houses that hand out food, and there's clearly heroin addicts. I mean, obviously, serious heroin addicts there. Yeah. But they're mixing with business people, they hand out food, and everybody, they all mix together after work. They all sit on park benches yeah. in the middle of Copenhagen, and they're all together, and everybody's chatting. And like what the guy said way before, the earlier caller about the shame of being a heroin addict. I don't know. There's something about the way in Copenhagen they all mingle is a nice thing, and I think it helps everybody. 
It helps oh, yeah. the drug addict. And they're not that we don't have in the UK. I never see that in London. I live in London. Yeah. I never see heroin addicts chatting to business people at five o'clock after work. Well, hang on. So, so hang on. Her- so, well, uh, well, business people could also be heroin addicts. You don't know. Of but course, so, of course. But so hang on. No, so I'm who, in suits. On. Yeah, but so suits are, are hanging out with, with heroin addicts in Copenhagen. Yes. yes. But uh, where, though? In Istergaard. But in, a, but in what? Cigar. Like in a bar? In a, in the street? No, there's, in this, there's communal areas in the middle of the town centre. Yeah. And right in the middle of the central city centre. Yes. Areas where everybody, after work, you buy a beer from a bar or a whatever, or a wine store. You sit, you chat, you have a cigarette, but everybody is mingling. But how do you know so that I mean, the heroin addicts are there? Are they, are they shooting up? Yes, they have. Well, you see some of them shooting up. No. They sit there. I mean, I, mean, I, I can recognise a heroin addict. Oh, how's that? Yes. What, 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 well, I mean, I'm talking a serious heroin addict, as in uh, track marks on the arms, okay. tourniquet on the arm. OK, well, yes, yes, if they've got a tourniquet on the arm. Yeah. But, I mean, but they're not wandering around with tourniquets on the arm, are they? Yeah, they're shooting up in the street. Right. Yes, they are. OK. And so, there is centres where they go to shoot up. They get given clean needles. Yeah, I've heard that, yeah. And then they go outside, they sit, they're having a beer. But they're having a beer with people... Uh, yeah, OK, people that have just finished work, I'm guessing these guys aren't working, so a lot of them are kind of more, okay. I'm guessing, homeless people. But they are sitting together. Okay. The people that have finished work in an office sit and they talk to the person that lives on the street and I, they share a beer with them. I wouldn't want to talk to someone who is injecting heroin. Yeah, and, and no, I know what you mean. I, I understand that point. But what I'm saying is there's a different attitude. Yeah, yeah, OK, no, I get all, yeah, and uh, the guy that spoke before about the shame of her, there doesn't seem to be that. There. It seems to be more everybody's helping everybody. Yeah, well, it's a different community. I, don't, I can't explain it. But no, I get it. In, in this country, we times. treat we treat uh, 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 drug addicts like uh, scumbags, which is completely yes. wrong because we we don't realise that, that that it's a disease. It's like treating someone with cancer as a scumbag. They didn't choose exactly. to have cancer. They didn't choose to be a drug addict. Watch everybody start tweeting me saying, "Well, it, you can't compare drug drug addiction with cancer. You can. They're both diseases, and the people that have." Exactly. Exactly. didn't choose to have them. Exactly. I fully am with you on that, Ian. Yeah. Or, I mean, I'm maybe not articulating very well, but I just, I found it really amazing to sit on a park bench, and I was drinking beer myself, sitting with a guy who clearly just took a hit, and people are talking, and everybody's kind of chatting. Yeah. It was the weirdest mingling of society. Right. And I thought, you know what, that's actually, that is going to help everybody. Can I just try out, can I just... Problems, can, it's not going to help. Can I just try out my new toy? Yeah, of course. Okay. Grab pussy. You can do it right now, please. Yeah, that works. I'm going to build a Macca bot. I'm not going to call it a Mecca <laughs> Macca because that is going to that is going to really offend people. It's a Macca bot. So grab far. pussy. You can do it right now, please. Okay. Grab pussy. Right, 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 right. We got t- tonight. We're joined. This is how it's going to be. This is just like a little taster tonight. Thrilled to say we're joined in the studio by one of my absolute heroes, one of the best songwriters of all time. Um, just one of the most innovative bass players of all time. It's, it's Paul McCartney. Uh, Paul, is there anything that you would like, a message you'd like to pass on to the listeners? Grab pussy. Wow, really? When do you want them to do it? You can do it right now, please. You see where we're going with this? Hang on a minute. you got more. Right. Boyley, you send me the macca. We're going to do this. Macabot is on the way. Anyway, uh, 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 David, what else did you have for us? Yeah, okay, the reason I called... I don't know. I mean, this isn't this isn't meant to be a depressing thing. Oh, but I uh, I know we were earlier talking about the flaxy or plaxy or craxy like brain stuff. Yes. 
flaxia. I can't actually remember the exact term. Dyspraxia, yes. Dyspraxia. I had a last year, well, two years ago, I had a serious, not, it's not serious problem. I had a problem with major headaches like migraines continually. Uh oh, yeah. And it was really like, I wasn't depressed, but it was depressing me because I never knew when they were going to come and all this stuff, like, they just appeared and I wasn't sure when the next one was coming. That caused kind of panic attacks and anxiety in me. I mean, it wasn't serious, like, don't get me wrong, I don't exaggerate stuff, but it, it did worry me a lot at the time. So I went to doctors, had a lot of uh, tests done and everything. Eventually they sent me for an MRA, MRI scan. I love those scans. Yeah, they're amazing, I love them. <laughs> they're great fun, they're great fun. <laughs> They played Radio Radio 4 crackly the wow. whole time. <laughs> Which is great, because I kept moving, so it lasted for three hours, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you go, you're not supposed to move. You're supposed to stand, sit as still as you can. Yeah, I know, but I started getting Radio 4 crackly. It makes you move. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I was suffering from narcolepsy, headaches, collapsing, this kind of stuff. Yeah. And also, but on the, the good side of what I had was, uh, when I had this problem, I could return to any memory I wanted. Oh, mate, you had a special superpower. Like, it wasn't a superpower. But if I wanted to think when I was 13, when I did this, bang, I could do it and I could remember exactly how far back could you, How me. far back could you go? About teenage years. I couldn't go any earlier oh. than that. Okay, so well, maybe about eight or nine. So yeah, well, hang on. That. That's, hang on. That's just memories. I can do that. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Not the way I used to do before I was treated. Yeah. Okay. When they did the MRI, what they diagnosed me with, yeah. After many, many tests. It was bullshit. I haven't had a... I'm joking, no, sorry. I, I ha- <laughs> I'm, jo- I'm joking. That was an <laughs> easy gag, and I had to go for it. I had to go well, for it. Do you know what it was? No. Apparently, it was, I have a leaky brain. I leak fluid from my brain down my spinal cord. Oh, I thought you meant, like, memories leaked out, like, out of you. And if you put your head... Someone put their head close to your ear, you could well, hear yes, memories coming out. So when they when I treated the leaky brain, I've lost my ability to remember. Well, like hang that. on. You're not... But what you're describing is memories. We can all do that, man. That's Whoever told you that no, was you, special is lying. But it's gone. It's gone since I've been fixed. It's different. I can remember stuff. So you don't... I'm talking about tripping back to the time you were there, exactly when you were there. You feel it. You smell it. Everything. You are oh, there. Man. It's like watching a film. You can rewind and you're there. I could do it in a second. So it was wh- beautiful. So why did That's you let them? Why did you let them fix one. it? I had to. I, I was given a choice. I said you can continue doing this, but you have to treat. Normally, this condition apparently, when I've researched it, and the doctors told me, the consultant said it mainly happens to pregnant women. Whoa. They said I was one of the only men on record that had this symptom, syndrome, whatever it's called. It's called leaky brain syndrome. And it's basically the fluid that encases your brain starts to leak down your spinal cord. And there's some kind of link with what I had, and it's gone now, because you have two choices. You can even, even take a massive injection of caffeine every single day, Ooh. or you can drink a massive amount of water. But caffeine gives me anxiety, so I had to say I can't do it, and I hate water anyway. But <laughs> now I have to... I hate, well, I've always hated water. I have to drink, like, nine pints of water a day. Wow. To stop my brain to... to can, you not, can you not have squash? Can you have squash? Can you have squash? I never, I, I never thought of that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I got a minute! So you've got to drink nine pints of water a day, and you hate water, and you never thought of putting a little bit of lemon barley water in it or a little bit of Robinson's? 
You never thought of putting squash in? No, I didn't. I didn't. David, thank you very much for your call, you absolute pudding. Everyone knows that. If you've got to drink water, you just put a little drop of squash in. I can't deal with these idiots. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. What have you sent me? Oh, so much. Here we go. Macabot input. Oh, honey pie. Honey pie, you are driving me frantic. I tell you what, you talk to Donna, because I'm, I'm busy building a, building a Macabot. Hello, Donna. Hiya, Kath. Hiya, what's going Hi. on? I was phoning them for my, my winnings. For your what? My winnings. Your winnings? Yeah. What, what winnings? Please. Ian phoned me back up last week, last Friday night. He said I'd won, what was it, a million Scottish <gasps> pounds. Ian? So, um, it's a phone yeah. call for you, mate. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Catherine. I'm building a Macabot. I can't hear anything. You know, He's taking his headphones off, I will, Donna. I will be. Uh, I was watching it in Scottish pounds, and sure, that's what he said. Yeah, Scottish pounds. Uh, Ian can sort you out for that. Remember, I need your help. Well, I might need them now because I've been off all week with a bad back, oh, no. and uh, it was because he phoned. I fainted. That's why I never answered. Because I was not in shock. Not much in shock. I passed out. Oh no! So what you? You've incurred an injury as a result, direct result of Ian Lee's phone I call. Ian Lee's fault. Yeah. Rap pussy. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, so that's what I was phoning up first. I thought I might need them now because I've had to be off for a week. Yeah. So but, she wants. Uh, she wants compensation, Ian. For Catherine, you. I'm building a macabre, but I'm in the laboratory. Oh, I don't think I'm that creating. really is. That's no defence in the court of law. I know, I've had a trigger at my work here because this is my third time in a year I've been off. Hey. In 16 years, how you know what I mean? And, uh, Please. <laughs> Please do it. a bit of sympathy, Ian. Grab pussy. You can do it right now, please. Paul speaking. Ian, we're trying to have a conversation up here. I need your help. I can. Grab pussy. I need your help. Stop it, she's talking. Hey, hi there. Please do it. You can do it right now, please. I need your help. Grab pussy. What does Paul McCartney say? I don't care. I'm really, I don't, I'm really a fanny, Paul McCartney. She's you, not really a fan of Paul him, McCartney. You call him a fanny? No, my dad, that's me and my dad. Well, Donna, what, what does um, Paul McCartney say when... What did Paul McCartney say to his wife, na- wife Nancy Chevelle, when he woke up? and found the house was burning down and he could only save one pet. What did he say, Donna? <laughs> well, I'll hopefully say grab, grab the dogs. No, he, he couldn't give a <laughs> stuff about the dogs. He said, grab pussy. Well, I can't do that to get compensation for my work, can I? What are you bagging on about, woman? You're phoning up this radio show at 25 minutes to one on a Friday night demanding money? This is insane. This is insane, Donna. You're blackmailing me. I will never, ever bow down to the blackmailers. You're being reported to the police. I've got you over a barrel. I've got you over... You'd love to have me over a barrel. And I know what you Scottish ladies like to do to men when they're over barrels. Well, I'm not into that, even though I've got some Vaseline. I'm reporting you to the police, the West Lothian police, and you're gonna you're gonna go to a Scottish no, prison. No, the polis. They're gonna report you to the polis. Uh, exactly. Aye, the aye, and you're you're gonna be in very big trouble for trying to blackmail a celebrity. In Holland, 
If I lose my job, I lose my house. I I'm going to pack I, up my stuff and I'll just come down and move into your farm. I, well, yeah, I hope you do lose your job because people like you don't deserve to work. What if she loses yeah. her house? If she loses her house, then uh, <laughs> she'll have to go and live in a lock. In a what? A lock. A lock. A lock. Go and live in a lock with Nessie. Don't be racist now. Are you going to divide a, a boat? I'm sorry, I don't understand. I don't, I, I don't, I don't, under, I don't speak, loser. <gasps> oh. Mr. Lee, not live here no more. All right, no, not that one. Thanks for your call, Donna. Sorry, Donna. Um, grab pussy. Here's Carol. Hi. Hey. Hi, Ian. I was just ringing back because... Hello. Um, I spoke with Cathy last night. Oh, oh, yeah. And I think you missed it. Okay. It was right before the end of the show. I was, I was asleep. Of, yeah, I know. So um, I was just talking about different sides of people. Oh, yes. Well, um, that, in that case, that previous clip was completely inappropriate. It was completely inappropriate. Um, okay. Well, um, yes. I know. I was just about um, how much I'm struggling per- personally yes. with writing a birthday card to my daughter. Yeah. Because... I've probably seen her for less than 48 hours in the last 13 years. Blimey. Because my ex-partner, my ex-husband was such a bully and he's just continually lied to her and made me out to be this horrible person. Yeah. And she's, She's just stuck with him, and I've been dumped, really. I'm what I call an erased parent. An erased parent, I've been cut out of her life completely, and I've been trying to write a letter thinking, because the worst bit of all, see, I didn't want to bring the vibe of the show down, it's really hard when you you miss you can't grieve keep grieving for somebody who's still alive yeah it, and it, it is i mean well why, why have you have you could you can you phone her up i c- i sent her a few texts last year no 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 no, no, no that's not what i said that, no 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 that's not what i said could you phone her up well, she wouldn't answer. No, no, no. Well, I, no, 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 no. That's not you've got really. Listen to what I'm saying. Phone. Could you? Could you phone her up? She doesn't answer. Well, when was the? Well, hang on. When was the last time you phoned her up? It was last year. Okay, she didn't but answer. I tried to stand back because she. I okay, made, well, perhaps you need to I stand phoned forward. I her every month, and I just wasn't getting anywhere, okay, and well, I was making myself so ill over well, it. Okay. Well, so, I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what to say. Uh, because um, it was just the the last night. It's a shame yes. you missed the well, last bit. It's, it's not really because I listened to I listened to a lot of the show and then I fell asleep. You know, and it was Kath's show. Yeah, and... I know. It's just it was a great show. Yeah, she's brilliant, night, isn't she? And Kath's very empathic, and she let people talk oh. more about how well, it was more. Um, about feelings, <laughs> okay. and I decided to to. And I and I don't up. do that. 
you do. Okay. But sometimes it's a bit shouty in it. Okay. And well, I don't I can't know. handle I'm that. Okay. But well, that's that's I'm my just act. Talking about oh, um, it's called parental alienation, okay. and it's where one after a divorce, one of the pe- one of the parents deliberately bad. Okay. Well, do you want to talk to Kath about this? Should I just? I don't know. I don't, do you want no, to talk to... I'll phone again another night when you've kind of got, you know. Okay. Um, but it, all I rang was because Kath asked me to phone back tonight. Okay, well then talk night. to Kath. I can do. Go on then. Well, no, we were just talking last night about, you know, the situation and it, you kind of rang up towards the end of the show and there was such a lot to talk about, wasn't there, Carol? Yeah, I, I just thought I'd definitely ring you back because okay. I said I would, that's yeah. all. Thanks. But it, I don't want to spoil the vibe. Oh, don't of the be daft. Show. That's not what's happening at all. Don't worry about it. So but we had a, quite a good conversation. We did. I was just try, trying to explain to Ian how difficult it is. I know. Um, it's because she's thirty next week, and she left when she was sixteen, and I've kind of missed everything. Mm. And I wrote a letter to her today that might be the last letter I've ever written, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, what I'd really like to know is, will I ever see my daughter again before I die? Because I don't know right. whether I will or okay, not. Well, uh, listen, and that I, is I, what chews me up inside. Yeah, I know, but, but listen, you can listen... I you you can, you can. I'm trying to make suggestions, and you're not responding to my suggestions. Well, so there's no point. I, there's no point in I've me saying anything. Well, I've tried everything, Ian. Okay. Well, I, I, okay. She's been so brainwashed against me. Okay. Well, she. We tried to get back together, and she came to see me when I'd broken my leg, it broken my hip, and she turned up in hospital and. Somebody that I thought was a friend that turned out to be really nasty sort of stirred it mm. and she stomped off again and trying to reconnect. We were seeing each other for like an hour, a year or a couple of hours just to try and take things slowly. Yeah. And she turned up. And I didn't even recognise her when she walked in the hospital ward because I was sort of out of it, like, you know, on some really strong painkillers. And I was just talking about how difficult it is because she I know where she is, but I can't reach her. It's like she's been taken into one of these weird cult things that, that's... The nearest I can explain it. Can I right, can I make a suggestion? And it's only a suggestion because I only know, you know, a tiny bit of the story. That letter that you've written, does it talk yeah. about that kind of stuff? Because I would just steer clear of all that and just talk about no, how it, you it feel. It, it just, I've just told her, you know, a few things. It's just, but, I've put... But don't put anything really in it. I'm worried about her okay. because she's... She's my only daughter. She's my only child. And at some point in the future, she's going to find out that she's been consistently lied to. Right. This Um, is the thing, though. If you start with that, that's that's coming in quite hard and heavy. And I I think you should just stick to... I've not put that. I've just written, 
I've kept it as positive as I can. Good. And yeah, that and tried to steer away from things. Yeah. But it it's I just was talking about how difficult it is mm. to deal with the whole thing because people say to me, I'll phone her up but it it's how you feel in the moment because all you don't I don't know what she's been told. No. And so I g I can't and she wants me to be her mum again. She said that when she come back to the hospital, but I couldn't cope with having a broken hip and tons of painkillers and reconnect with her after, like, years apart. Because mm. she left in 2005 and we're in 2018. And I don't know how to be a mum to her. I don't know what she wants, which was carrying on from... Remember I said I was anxious a mum I was? And it just... I realised that trying to connect with her was making me really ill. Well, I think the letter's a good idea. Yeah, and then I she can open it in. and she can read it at her leisure, can't she, and decide what she wants yeah. to do. Well, hopefully it won't get intercepted. Well, you can't think like that. You know. Well, she lives with her father... And if he thought I was trying to communicate with her, he, 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 he'd stop it. OK. Well, I know he would. We'll give it a try. It, it sounds like it's worth a try, Carol, because it sounds like she wants she wants to reconnect with you at some point. She's tried before. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Martin Kellner's on at one. Good evening, Giselle. Hello. Hello. Um, I just had a bit of advice for Carol, actually. Okay. Um, and I don't want to. I don't want to continue a, a subject that that needs to be nipped in, not not massively continued. But the way I come at this is the opposite. Um, I am estranged from my mother. I have been for six years, and I left when I was seventeen. Um, so I have the, the almost the opposite perspective. I don't have any contact. If it was me. And I was wanting or, or sort of was going to get a message from an estranged parent. Yeah. Um, I would want it to be honest, but I would also want it to be clear because there's no point in going over things that have happened or things that... Have, for me, I'd want it to be very future-focused, and I'd also just want the truth. No blame games, no nothing like that. But what, what Carol has to remember is that... Um, she hasn't seen her, her child since they were a child, and they are now a grown-up. So that kind of that perspective is is kind of very important. And I think also for Carol to speak to somebody that maybe like a counsellor or somebody that is professional in dealing with this situation um, might help. I think. All right, nice one, Giselle. Hey, how's things going for you? Me, I'm all right. I'm all right. I. Uh, just, uh, as, as a friend of mine says, up and down like the Tower Bridge. Um, oh. <laughs> a bit like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, well, have a good weekend, Giselle. It's always nice to hear your voice. You too, Ian. I'll see you at the rabbit hole. Tutty bye. Fake Sheila's on the line. Good evening, Fake Sheila. <laughs> Hello, I'm not fake Sheila, I'm Sheila. It says That's on my screen, says every time, man. fake <laughs> Sheila, I have to go by the screen. 
Have you been cut off? No, we've not been cut off. You're still here. Okay, so I had some stuff to say. Are you still there? Yes, we're still here. But if you ask me one more time, you get cut off immediately. (laughs) Okay, so I loved um, loved the show last night. It was good, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, well, let's 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 just say that let's just say that maybe at some point we're not quite. Used to, maybe Kath will get. I don't. Maybe Kath will have her own show. But we don't know. I don't want to say anything. I didn't say anything. Okay, there was stuff last night that I just thought, wow, I want to call her, but I didn't. The heavy, the heavy metal guy. More important than me to say that. The limp biscuit guy. <laughs> <laughs> but she's great. She's so good. Oh no, you made me forget what I'm going to phone up about tonight. Uh-oh. It's terrible now. Oh, oh God. What? Okay. Oh! Right. So I've got tickets to Rabbit Hole. I just yes. heard the, I just heard the idea oh, land back God. in your head. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Am I allowed to have tickets to Rabbit Hole? What? You're allowed? What? Have I got them? Have you got what? Tickets to Rabbit Hole. I don't know, have you? Yes, I bought them. Well, then you've got them. This is the weirdest conversation ever. I think all of this talk of drugs has got us high. Okay, so what I want to say to you is, for a long time now, I've been watching a video, and we watch it and watch it, and every time I watch it, we think, oh, that's Ian Lee, it's Ian Lee, it's Ian Lee, it's Ian Lee. Yes, is it a thought I haven't done any of those. No, it's Mungo Jerry. And so I did tweet it tonight. Yes. And it's you. I'm not Mungo Jerry, no. Have you seen that video? That is you, mate. Of what? Of Mungo Jerry? The video, the original video from the 70s. I put it on Twitter. I, I don't really do Twitter, but... Bloody hell, that looks like you. Yeah, it was me. It uh, so looks like you. Every time I see it, yes. I think, Ian Lee, Ian Lee, Ian Lee, Lee, Ian Lee, Lee, Ian Lee, Ian Lee, Ian Lee, 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 Lee. Yes, that was me. I, I confess I was Mungo Jerry in the 70s. But isn't that a compliment? No. <laughs> it, you're not Mungo Jerry, but no. you're that bloody keyboard player. It's great. Oh, that you posted a picture of it. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't look I anything did. like me. It was a beardy man. Oh, it does. It doesn't look anything like me. Kath, what do you think? What's well, a man with a beard? I mean, it looked absolutely. I'm trying to. I'm scrolling down. Scrolling really? down. I'm you don't think that looks anything I'm trying to find like it. You. No, it looks absolutely... No, it looks, no, it looks like absolutely... It. Evening, Martin. It looks absolutely I, nothing like me. It's a bearded man doing a stink face. But... No. That hmm. looks absolutely zero, zero like me. Wow. Yeah. But if you watch the whole song... No. I'm not going to do it. OK. But thanks well, for your okay, call. That's fine. <laughs> Bye, thanks, Thank Sheila. You. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. What a weirdo. Hello, line one. Ian legend. Thank you very much indeed. Martin Kelly. That was a legend. cool, wasn't it? Yeah. Speaking of legends, uh, you. legends. You can do it right now, please. That's McCartney, but Martin Kellner is here now. Martin, Yes, in person. Good evening to you. You're right. and, yeah, well. I've, I've, I'm bunged up. I've got a cold, so don't touch me. But um, <laughs> Well, I wasn't intending to. No, but, but I... Now, I, you, now know, you mention it, though, you put the idea in my head. It's a physical industry, you. the radio. Yeah. So don't come near me, because I've got the lurgy. But apart from that, I'm fine. Good, good, good. Yeah, well, a very exciting show tonight. I've got a new game. 
Um, oh. Yeah, uh, after six months or however long I've been here, I decided to have a new game, yep. uh, which is called Brown Bread. Oh. Now, in this particular game, all the people are dead. Yeah. And you pick a number, you get a person, and you have to tell me when that person died. Oh, I like the sound of that. Yeah. yeah. So if I said to you, Marilyn Monroe... What year would you say? Oh, that's a that is a good. I'm not so hot on Marilyn. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say sixty one. One year out. Sixty two. Sixty two. Yeah. Could be the ages. Yeah. Charles Dickens. I don't know. Fifteen thirty two. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Go on, you 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 do Dickens. Well, he's a Victorian novelist, right? So so the sixteen hundreds. Basically... <laughs> So, yeah, that's right. So, basically, um, if you know what the Victorian era is, you probably sort more or less get it. Do you want me to tell you? No. Ca- no, Catherine, no. guess. Catherine's been quiet. What are we guessing? Charles, Charles Dickens, Dickens, when did he what, die? When did he die? Um, I would say 1894. Not bad. You're 24 years out. 1870. Oh, 20, I think in, No, I think in, the ba- in this game, that's not bad. No, what's, what's, hang on. What's your, ba- what's your um, margin of error that you're going to allow? Well, basically, we add it up in the end, so we're going to get okay. like, a couple of punters on, okay. plus the uh, Talk Sport Extra Time team, yeah, yeah. and then we'll see who wins. Okay. But they've been doing with the old game that I was doing for I've been doing for the last twenty seven years, um, where you just guess the ages of people. They, they were getting too. The good Talk at Sport it. people. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm I mean, they're say, not that bright. They're idiots. The <laughs> oh, totally. They're, 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 not, they're, they're <laughs> there are marks on the carpet where they're dragging their knuckles. They're not numbers so, men, are they? No, no they're morons. <laughs> So we'll, uh, we'll we'll put it to them, and maybe the punters will win. Yeah, so, think, yeah, certainly exciting. And apart from that, um, we've got an interview with um, a lady called Anna Buckley, who's written a book called The Life Scientific. Now, if you've ever listened to Radio 4, you may have heard the programme, The Life Scientific. And basically, it's scientists and their discoveries. And it's people who should have won the Nobel Prize but didn't. Yep. Sort of like second second place in the Nobel yes. Prize. Yes, OK. Or the, yeah, so people like that. And she's talking to us about these people, these okay. magnificent scientists. Ooh, it's Martin Kellner on tonight and tomorrow night yeah. at one o'clock. Absolutely. Till five o'clock. Fuck, I know, it's ridiculous. What's it like ridiculous leaving the building at quarter past five? No, I leave the building one minute past five. <laughs> Good lad. Um, and it's uh, it's fairly quiet. Although you do see some clubbers yeah. walking around. Scum. You know, scum. Scum of the earth. We yeah. um, are not doing anything this weekend for work-wise, so you won't see us until Monday night at 10 o'clock. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Catherine. Um, don't forget to download the podcast and all of that stuff. Uh, stay tuned, though. Martin Cowder is up next. This is Talk Radio.